hey, it's me or son. I don't know, man. Huge hole in my, you know, yeah. <laughs> understanding. <laughs> my fellow Americans. Probably <laughs> you. As long as you're, whatever you're doing, doesn't hurt anyone else, I don't care. Different perspective of what an interesting topic is than I would assume. This is about exchange. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Balanced Exchange for our final episode of Season 1. Uh, as always, I am Papa Bear here, but I am not going to toss it over to Cronus just yet. I have a surprise for you. Okay. <laughs> What's the surprise? There we go. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey. What's hey. going on, man? <laughs> What's up? So... I thought since we were talking about originally bringing in like a financial expert to talk about the stimulus package, uh, mm -hmm. since we couldn't get one, <laughs> I figured we should bring in a guest because I know during season two, we really want to talk about bringing in guests to kind of discuss things yes. and to finish off season one, why not the person who made this whole podcast possible by bringing the two of us together and bring in Enrique. Yeah. How's it going, man? Ah. Actually, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. A little low, but yeah, I can okay. hear you. Uh, well, you know, uh, my professional studio here, unlike <laughs> you got, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great care. So uh, I was having some technical difficulties earlier, so I had to reboot and uh, call in a, a, a technical expert as a tech controller to help me out. This is hilarious because I had to reboot too. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You just get it because I was telling him that. I'm like, oh, just a couple more minutes. Oh. <laughs> so uh, it's good to see you both. Well, even though I see Dan every day, but uh, Rasan, how you been, brother? Been doing all right, man. Doing all right. You know, just working and surviving in the in the Rona and trying to stay in some sort of shape as I'm aging, as we all are. <laughs> yeah, I know. Being 29 is rough. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Enrique, we brought you in right as we were starting what is our normal introduction. So at this point now, I'm supposed to kind of pass it back over to Cronus to introduce what we're going to talk about in the normal way that we do. So, Cronus, to you. This time we're going to talk about the coronavirus stimulus checks that we got from last year to this year. And somebody asked us to break them down and what was in the bill and where's the money getting spent. And um, it's depressing. So we'll get into it. But before we get into that, we'll talk about uh, the normal things we we do. Um, first off, yeah. gotta, what are we all drinking? Okay. Um, Enrique, you start. I got to grab something, and then I'll be ready. All right. I am drinking the infamous Luke. I am your vodka. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, usually, I, I usually do a, a vodka slash soda water mix. Uh, with some flavor in it, and then I also sometimes grab the uh, there's like a, a smashed drink that already comes previously mixed. I just kind of water it down a little bit because uh, you know for a for a uh, Tuesday night when I gotta wake up really early tomorrow morning, uh, it's a wrong. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking. It's vodka uh, mix uh, with some soda water. All right, that's the way to go. That's what I was drinking earlier today. I had to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to go or you want me to go? I can go. Um, right now I'm drinking a Hardywood gingerbread porter. And it's an imperial porter with ginger, mm. vanilla, cinnamon, and honey. Very Ooh. nice. <laughs> yeah. I still have all the very, very nice beers that you gave me. I'm waiting for a specific number. 
and then it's, it's time to crack some of those open. Uh, so since I am still also trying to stay in ketosis, I have this empty glass here. I'm going to put these in there. So these are... Oh, nice. Dropped it. Those, these are those your... <laughs> yeah, there's like replacement ice cubes that uh, Mama Bear got me for, for Christmas. So we put these in there and then... For those listening, I will be drinking... They look like bullets. So everybody listening... They are. Yeah. They, they are bullets. basically bullets for those... Yeah, for those not watching and just listening. And I will be drinking Jameson Cold Brew. So this is uh, some Jameson, which has the taste of coffee in it as well, which is pretty freaking amazing. So I tried the IPA version that they did, where it was like made in barrels that IPA was made in before, and I couldn't taste the IPA. But this, you can you can taste the coffee in for sure. Nice. So that's what I'll be drinking. And also, what are we all reading? Are you a, a reader, Enrique? We haven't talked in a while, so I don't know how much you read. I didn't work out a lot. Uh, you know, uh, I do read, and as you can imagine, uh, a lot of my has to do with uh, fitness and uh, uh, health, nutrition, human performance. So now I was just telling Dan earlier today that I actually started reading a book again that was recommended to me by my Olympic weightlifting coach. Uh, it's called The The Rise of Superman. I don't know if you've heard of it. Basically, uh, just uh, talks about how quickly you know, the human body has been able to achieve greater and greater feats in specifically like um, X Games type of sports, right? So maybe like, you know, about, about 10, 15 years uh, back, you know, in the, uh, in the Olympics, you know, a backflip on the, uh, on the skis, on the, you know, that, what's that, the high ski jump was like an amazing feat to do just one flip. And now you got guys doing like, 360 backflips to the left and then in the middle of the air they turn to the right and then they move forward and stick their tongue out and like do the Jordan and then land on one leg. So, <laughs> and uh, basically talking about how how far we've come in, in human performance and how that is evolving and eventually given the rise to Superman. So that's that's the title, right? Superman. Nice. So I'm still on um, Soulsmith. So, but it's been a really frustrating week because, um, so my car has been in the shop for a long time and most of my audiobook time has been while driving. Oh, that's awful. And then, so I've been riding my motorcycle, which there's just too much air noise in the, I have like a dirt bike style helmet oh. with my motorcycle right now. So I had to just play music basically because there's no way I, I, I tried the very first day and there's just so much noise. I was like, I, I can't hear anything they're saying. I lost you know, 30, 45 minutes worth of book. I was like, I just got to back it all the way back to where I started from. So um, I was able to driving back from picking up the car today, uh, listen to some of it. And I was excited about that. And then Thursday or Friday, a new full face helmet with Bluetooth built in is coming so that I can maybe listen to audiobooks even when I do have to ride my motorcycle. So, or, or choose to ride my motorcycle, which is something I'm hoping to do more and more. But uh, yeah, so it's taking me longer on this book than it should have. But. Nice. The Daft Punk. What's that? The Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. I've never worn like a, I've always worn like a full face helmet. I've never worn like a, anything other than that. So that's interesting. And I always have, you know, earbuds in when I'm riding. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I need to join the club and now uh, get myself a, a motorcycle. It's, it's a lot of hey, fun. Man. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, like, I was riding home today and, and of course, this is something different about riding here too. Like coming out of 29 Palms, it was it was hot. It's like driving in an oven. Even the air coming through that should be cooling you down. It's just no. hot. Yeah. 
But then by the time I get through Joshua Tree and I'm starting to head towards Yucca Valley, like then the air starts coming in cool. And it's just this weird transition. You're like, it's just such a transition between the two places. You start feeling the cool air come in. I was like, this is nice, but weird. Wow. Nice. All right. So uh, I'm currently reading uh, The Hero of Ages, which is book three in The Final Empire. So it's a Brandon Sanderson <sighs> book. So continuing that. But I also, um, I caught up on one of the book series that you're reading, uh, Papa Bear, and it was um, Bloodline. It's the book six, I think it's book six of the Cradle series. So okay. It just okay. came out like last last week. So, yeah. I think, so I picked out my two new books, which I think would have been four and five of of Cradle. So I'll have to get, th- the, get the last one. I think, no, it's somebody else. It's Jeremy Robbins, Robinson. He's got a bunch of free books that are really good. So at this point in watching our videos, you may or may not know that I am an active duty United States Marine, and I've been doing this for 20 plus years, so I know that um, it's really important for me to make sure to get this out there. If it's your first time watching this, please stick around and make sure you understand the disclaimer. If you've watched a whole lot of our episodes so far, feel free to go ahead and jump ahead to the new content. Um, so what I need to talk about today is that I am not authorized and have no way of being approved to speak on behalf of the Marine Corps. So any opinion that I give or any concept that I discuss today is the position and the opinion of just me, myself, just a man who has a bachelor's degree in political science and a master's degree in leadership and organizational management and has spent my whole life looking at government structures and social contracts and how these things are supposed to work what the philosophies and things behind them are and read a lot of books on that kind of stuff. And it's definitely one of my personal and key passions. And so when you hear me maybe give a position or a concept on something that is only my own position, I am not a public affairs officer for the Marine Corps. I am in no way giving what the Marine Corps official position on anything would be. And honestly, a lot of the topics we're going to cover here, I'm pretty sure the Marine Corps doesn't have a particular position on, um, so if you do have any questions about what the Marine Corps policy on certain things could be, you can definitely research that and find those out um, or leave a comment or send us a message uh, if you can get a hold of us somehow. We can maybe be able to answer those questions for you. So with that said, let's get you back to this week's content. So as we're going to to talk about this, uh, I want to make sure that you understand that this also applies for Enrique and his conversation here. So the disclaimer that is from me is going to apply the same for him. Anything that we talk about here is our own personal opinions and our own personal outlook on things. We don't speak on behalf of the Marine Corps. So this is, you know, that in, in full. And then Enrique, we have, I already pre-recorded like a disclaimer, so we just cut it in every time rather than me, me needing to say it. Because <laughs> oh, okay. that, get, that get annoying. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I wonder if it's annoying to the listeners, but it needs to be done. Hmm? So, <laughs> so I wonder yeah. if it's annoying to them. Well, that's, why I, that's why right at the beginning, the first thing I say was like, hey, if you've been here a whole bunch of times, just skip forward to the new stuff. You already know what's going on. If this first time you're here, please listen, because I need you to know what's going on. So, well, it's, it's, it's good to have, though. It's good to have. Um, so I guess we will get into it, into the uh, stimulus checks. So yeah. um, I will start a little bit because we are focusing on – I'm focusing on the first one a little bit more, and Papa Bear is on the most recent one, which is in 2021. And I don't, I don't know if Enrique read up on the one that was in the latter part of last year at all. But um, you're probably gonna hear yeah. some shocking stuff. Other <laughs> one. Did I, I have a general question though? Did, did you guys get stimulus checks from 
at all? Like either of you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually going to mention to you, because I think we both thought we weren't going to. And this last one, I thought I was not going to either. And I'm looking at the numbers now and we'll get to it in more detail. But it was funny because I was talking to Mama Bear on the way home from or on the way out to pick up the car because I told her what the topic was. And we were kind of surprised that we got it. And it's because the cutoff was one 150 for couples to 160 or whatever. And ours by IRS, even this year was 148 like <laughs> like we we skated under like just barely so. yeah <laughs> i didn't get shit again. I, I still don't get that i i think we're probably a couple a couple thousands few thousands below that so so i'm, I'm gonna drop like a fact later on that's gonna make you angry the fact that people get, are getting dropped off from not getting the checks <laughs> and it's it's kind of an it's an embarrassing fact um so uh, we'll get into it. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the just the general breakdown of the first uh, CARES Act. And the CARES Act stands for the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, which the one I'm going to talk about was signed in March 27th of 2020. This is after we started doing the original lockdowns and they realized that, oh, shit, we're, we're still kind of fucked and we need to help people out. But they didn't help a lot of people out. <laughs> so the breakdown mm-hmm. goes, let me pull up uh, a little bubble chart. And this bubble chart is going to come from NPR. Um, they did work for me, which was which is very nice. So let me share a tab. And this one. So here we go. There, now it's up. So everybody can see now there's different bubbles um, for the stimulus package. And basically the way it breaks down is um, the largest amount uh, goes towards individuals, which is most people in the United States, which is not all, um, which I'll break down in a little bit. Um, the second most amount, it goes towards big corporations, uh, third amount, small businesses, the state and local governments, um, public health, um, then education slash other, and then there's a safety net. All right, so there's going to be some overlap on on some of these, which is kind of ridiculous. So if you're looking at this um, bubble, you might see that something is kind of odd. Why are people getting basically a quarter of this chunk of change and corporations get a a chunk that's almost as large? Um, When I looked at these numbers, what was disturbing to me is um, I I looked at it and I was like, well, how much do corporations actually pay in taxes? And why are they getting such a large amount? So I looked, and according to the IRS, in 2019, corporate income taxes were $230 billion in 2019. Total taxes collected from the people is $3.4 trillion. So do you see a problem here already? (laughs) (laughs) The one that in just this one pop, right, is more than they put in. Vast twice as much to put in just about yeah but don't forget though remember corporations are people yeah they're that's a whole different podcast how they can they're people but they can't go to jail so even though they commit crimes because one of the biggest crimes that's committed in america is wage theft so uh-huh. <clears throat> goes back to that again so yeah that was one of the first things when i was crunching my numbers i was like yeah wh- why are they getting such a large chunk of change from people and if you actually do the math if we would have given um, if we would have evenly distributed the stimulus, you know, the $2 trillion to the, to the people, 
um, we'll say 226 million people, because obviously not everybody is an adult in America. So if you just spin it out to all adults, it's about 226 million people. Um, we all would have gotten uh, a check of $8,849 a person. But instead, people got like uh, between uh, 1200 and well, it depends on uh, this one, it was $1,200 per person yep. and $500 a child. Um, but it was also means tested, which means that, you know, if you made too much money, so if, if you made over $99,000 as an individual, um, you didn't get anything. Um, and if you made over um, $198,000 for couples with no children, then you got nothing. So I fall in those brackets. So I didn't get shit. Even though I paid in far more than um, corporations did. Like the people did. Like So I don't understand like why they're getting a chunk of what should be mine. So and there's a there's a part to that too. What about so are there corporations that are able to get it? Are they also being means tested, right? So are we saying like, hey, only these corporations are going to qualify? No, it's uh, it's even it's even worse. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull down this thing right now so we can get all this back on here. Um, yeah, it wasn't means tested, and it did something that was actually even more wrong. Is that they did these whole the PPP loans, but they were basically they're supposed to be loans that are going to be paid back, but there was no guarantee that they had to pay them back. And then also they put in a provision where they said that you cannot do any stock buybacks, but there's been multiple articles you can look at. I think Washington Post is one of them where the vast majority, uh, like a lot of that money was used towards towards stock buybacks, which is why the stock market right now is, is artificially inflated. I don't know if everybody mm. noticed that every single time we had the stimulus packages, all of a sudden the stock market jumped up. Well, that's why, because they use the money to buy back their own stocks. You mean it's not because individuals were buying more stocks because they had more money? <laughs> no, because when you're only getting that much money, I mean, you're only going to buy your essentials, right? Because a lot of people yeah. were out of work and uh, people needed to buy, you know, essentials at, at the time. And that's what people don't understand when it comes to um, these stimulus checks. It's not supposed to just be towards buying, you know, TVs and, you know, stuff like that. It's it's supposed to be for for your essentials. And for a lot of people that, are, that were out of work, they needed that money. I mean... I could have used that money last year, even though, you know, I make a decent amount of money. I still took a 15% pay cut for like four months. I mean, that's a lot of money, especially when I'm taxed, you know, at a very high rate. Um, so I, I definitely could have used it, uh, especially that I paid into it. It's, it's It would be like if I was, you know, I paid, you know, car insurance, which goes into a large pot. And if I would have gotten into a car accident, they'd have been like, oh, no, I'm sorry, you, you made too much money. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> so, uh, my is... Why, why was it so easy for many of us or, you know, many Americans to to not really look into it as deep as, you know, others have and, and, and do the research? I'll be honest with you. I, I honestly have not done a lot of research, but, you know, I read enough to where I know, you know, uh, something was wrong in, in, in regards to the distribution of this money. Uh, the majority of Americans, like you said, Cronus, uh, were in need. So to them, it was... Uh, Hey, something is better than nothing, so I'm not gonna complain, right? So to them, it's like I, I rather I rather just take you know these twelve hundred dollars and go get my essentials, like you said, and uh, and then move move forward and and keep keep trying to survive, you know, which whatever means I I can buy. Uh, and then then there were those who did take advantage of the uh, eleven ninety nine big screen TVs at uh, <laughs> at Kmart. You know, perfectly priced to fit the twelve hundred dollar uh, stimulus check, and and they just went out and blew it, right? Because I mean, you know, e either they're not worried about uh, about their financial uh, situation during that time, or 
or I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just everybody. Uh, everybody's different, but I think that's what has uh, enabled this to go, you know, unnoticed um, for the most part. Is uh, it, it, everybody was affected so bad? Even like you said, even those of us who really don't didn't have to worry too much. Um, every, we all could have used more of of what they were supposed to be giving the American people. But so, yeah, the majority is like really oh you know started thinking like what am i going to do next where am i going to get my food uh, when's my where's my next meal coming from how am i going to pay the electric bill etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's just my take on why there hasn't really been a lot of what's what's the word a lot of uh uprise on like hey yeah. you i should have gotten more money well and it's also well, I also think it's like some of the people that were that were massively affected by this, they became homeless. And so when you become homeless, you don't really have a voice anymore. Like you're not going to be on the Internet. You're not going to be like you're you're homeless. And, I, and I've steadily watched over the past year the homeless population, at least where I live, just like steadily on the incline. It's like it's insane now, like the amount of homeless camps that I see. And it's like we're just going to ignore that and just like not do anything for that. You know, instead, we're going to give all this money towards these corporations and small businesses when you could have just given the money to the people because the PPP loans, the reason why they had those was it was supposed to be to pay their workers. But it's like, why are you going to give it to, why, why is there a middleman here? Like you, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be a middleman. If people need money, just give them the money. Like, and people did need it. Um, and we still had this huge drop off. Like we've seen so, so many, there's been far more fraud cases with PPP loans than there have been with people that, you know, bought big screen TVs with their stimulus checks. <laughs> so, and that's the messed up part. And that money's not coming back. No. And, and the, the big frustration too is, right, you're talking about money that's not, money doesn't come from nowhere, right? It's not just made up. They don't just get to go print more of it. It has to come from something and it's from the taxes that we paid into it. So the, the problem I have with it is you talk about like, hey, you know, we could all use a little bit more of it. What we really need more of is our own money back, right? Like, hey, just yeah. give me back my money so that I can manage what it is that I need to do in this time instead of creating this program with our money and putting it into stuff that maybe doesn't help us. Um, and especially inflated stock prices for this short period for whenever that pops, like I, my stocks are all long-term. I'm not buying anything that's short-term. I don't trade every day. Um, it, it, so like those things don't help me in the short term and I, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, for me, it's been extremely frustrating. Just, you know, beyond, you know, the not getting paid part was just like, you know, whatever. Like, I'll survive. No matter what, I'm going to survive. But yeah, the fact when so I see these other, these businesses that paid nothing into this, or very little into this, that are pulling out far more than they put in, it's uh, it's slapping the face to every American. And the fact that, you know, we have these politicians up there that are not willing to step up and be like, hey, listen, we're bought and paid for, and they don't want to be honest with the American people that they're, they're fucking them over by giving their tax dollars to corporations that pay little in the system. It's just like, come on guys. Like at some point people are going to realize that these, these large corporations are committing theft on the American people. And when they day come, and they then, make them actually pay. Go ahead, man. Yeah. And the smoke and mirrors, right? It's like, well, you know, corporations are going to create jobs and then the jobs you need to go to the American people and the American people are going to make the money back. Like, so uh, it's, they don't, they don't really, it's not, that's not the reality. That money never gets allocated to creating more jobs. It's just, it, it's just very unfair because, you know, uh, some tend to believe that, right? And there are many out there that, 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 that want that. But I mean, look at us now. I mean, it's been over a year and the people that were supposed to be getting those jobs from 
you know, the money that was given to corporations to help them survive the pandemic are still either jobless or homeless. Yeah. Well, because I mean, can they even open their businesses back up? At, at least to the extent where it makes these these jobs happen. But are they still turning a profit? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they are. Somehow they're still making it work, and they're probably doing it by getting this money and reinvesting it in their own stocks and making it so that the thing inflates, so that they continue to look like they're producing profits. But it realistically, in the end, isn't producing income for people who need these jobs because they're still forced to be at home because we still have lots of stay-at-home mandates and things. So. Yeah, and it's also really what pisses me off is that you know, you have people that will tell us you know you should be able to you know save for yourself, invest in yourself, you know make sure that you have you know your own little cushion in your life, you know make sure you have like enough money to you know to survive what three usually it's between like three and six months, right? Yeah. But then we had this we had this happen, and we're bailing out these companies when it's like, how come you're you? Why are you telling the American person? a lot of which don't make a lot of money to save, you know, three to six months worth of funds. And then all of a sudden a month into a pandemic, when corporations had to get shut down, when they're having record profits the year before, all of a sudden within one month, they need a bailout from the American people. Like, how does that work? Like, I'll give you an example. If you look at the airline, the airline industry, there was $58 billion allocated just to help airlines stay open. And it's like, why? Like, if, if they're going to shut down, like, if, if we're supposed to be a true capitalist, you know, country, then let those business, businesses fail. They obviously, they didn't have enough capital to save for themselves um, to keep their business going. Yeah, it's going to suck for the employees, but it's already going to suck for the employees because they're, they're already losing money. Because we've already proven that those PPP loans did not go towards the actual employees. They went towards the, keeping up the corporation's profits. Yeah. But why are we still bailing these people out? Like these these corporations out? It's it's baffling to me that this this is still occurring. And, and like I could see, so like airlines falling under kind of a like a transportation requirement system where it it sort of is a functional necessity of society. Almost would fall under like you know these are things you have to have. You have to have mass transit. You have to have these other things. So like we couldn't let that go away. We need to still be able to move around. Uh, except that. You know, during the coronavirus outbreak, we're saying we don't want to. We don't want to do that. Yeah. We don't want to stop. So maybe it would have been good to pause that, but I don't know. Yeah, but that, go ahead, Enrique. But I was saying, but we weren't allowed to move around. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what were they losing? They weren't using jet fuel. They weren't, you know, breaking engines and, and you know, or, or having maintenance guys turn, turn the renters to keep the planes running because, you know, government said, hey, wow. stay up. That's your essential. Which means you worked at a supermarket, or you were in the medical field, or you were like us, where you know we were still had to go to work. It's not like our job required us to travel across the country, so uh, th- nobody was going anywhere. At least, yeah, that's what's like very odd. It's like okay, so you want to you're telling us we can't fly, or people don't want to fly because of their safety. All right, so we're not going to spend money in this industry, but then you're going to also, but then you're going to force us to use our tax dollars. To bail in, to bail out an industry that we're not that we're uncomfortable with using for a period of time for whatever reason, so it's like how is that fair to the people when you're forcing us to first of all, you tell us not to to, to shelter in place, which most people did, um, and then you're going to use our tax dollars anyway. Be like, okay, well, sheltering in place is affecting this industry, which we told you to do. We're going to use your money to keep them afloat. Like what? But but then you don't want to give me the same amount of money to make us afloat. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like come on, man. Like, and then there's like the, there was like the, uh, 
the word overlap too. So when it comes to like other industries, so there was a whole bunch of things that had to do with um, like stopping um, foreclosures and like renters things and stuff like that. It's like, why wouldn't you extend those same towards those same sorts of deals towards um, corporate real estate? So yeah, I get it that if you're, if, if you're leasing a building, um, yeah, you're going to keep accruing costs um, because of this, but why wouldn't you just extend over the same deal that you had with um, like buying a home and just put a moratorium on leasing payments on these things and just stick it on the back end of the lease. Like, wouldn't that make more sense? So they, they, they did have uh, the thing where, you know, if you had a mortgage, right, you, your banks could not actually offer you that coronavirus relief plan, right? So if you, if you uh, were affected by, you know, whatever, in, in way it affected you, um, you know, they would give you this, uh, for, uh, forbearance, right? Yeah. Forbearance, and you wouldn't have to pay. And then somehow, eventually, once you were ready to pay or start paying again, they would they would do a modification to your loan, and and then and they will tag those payments to the end of the loan. Yeah. And I tell you this because because I actually did it, but not yeah. because I need it, but because I I was preparing that my renters weren't going to be able to pay their yeah. their rent. You know, I was I'm renting out my house in North Carolina right now, and you know whether whether you know whether they're they're military or not you know i don't know if they're going to be financially affected you know uh, uh you know they they could be paying rent half the wife working half the military member but the wife probably lost her job so i was just doing it in preparation of like okay if my rent need me to you know give them that some time to kind of recover or or you know catch up with whatever else they got to catch up with i'm just preparing for it granted i didn't need it but, uh, you know, I, I took advantage of that. And, and I don't know if it was because, you know, veteran VA loan type thing. They actually reached out and, and, and told me about it. But I thought it was available for pretty much anybody who had a uh, has a, had a mortgage out. Yeah, I, I fucked up. So <laughs> so I saw that um, when I was paying my mortgage, I was like, they, I saw the thing and I was like, you know, I, I, I knew I was going to pay cut. And I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to I'll pull out some stock. I'll make I'll just make it work. So I just pulled out, you know, some of my stocks and I made it work. But it's like, I should have just used that and just, I could have gotten three months. Because like at the, on the third or the fourth month, I was like, you know what? Shit's getting tight. And so um, I told him, I was like, I was going to be possibly like a day or two late with, with a mortgage payment. Um, and they were like, well, you can get this coronavirus thing. I'm like, oh, well, I'm getting my full paycheck now. It's like, oh, we can't do it retroactively. I'm like, I understand. I should have called you before. So I messed up. Um, but yeah, I definitely should have done it because I knew I was going to get affected by this. So I think, the, but the point you were originally trying to make was that that was available for individual like homeowners, but not for corporate home, like like property owners yeah. or or leases. And that instead of saying, "Here's a crap load of money to keep you afloat and keep paying all your expenses," just take all this money. Instead, could have just been a regulation type thing, the same way ours was, which is where you say, "Hey, people who are charging people these money." You're not going to have to pay anything and you don't have to pay anything. Basically, just stop all these payments, defer them until later while everybody tries to get their handle on what it is we're doing in response to this pandemic. Yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was on. Just you guys. You're still here, I think. You're frozen. You're still here. You're good now, I think. You hear us? All right, I, I got Cronus. All right. No, I got, yeah, I got no, you're good. I got, yep. 
but yeah, you're right. What I'm saying is, had something been applied similar to to what like what I told you, right? Like, let's say I was the building owner, hence that my house in North Carolina, my renters were the business owners paying me rent to run their business out of my building. I I did it in preparation to have them tell me, hey, you know what? I need time to where we can't pay the rent on this building uh, for our business. You, will you give us some time to give it? And then you know I would me as the building owner should have been given some type of a break where it's like maybe I'm paying on this building and and same thing you know a forbearance type thing so that it trickles down to individual business owner who's renting a location to run their business you know and stay afloat so is that is that kind of like what you were talking about Cronus yeah yeah it's just you know instead of doing this whole I'm gonna I'm gonna give you money and just trust you do the right thing then just make it so they can't there's no option you know what I mean like this is what it's for like if if you need to do this, then this is exactly what it's for. But instead, they did this this thing where there was too much wiggle room and they yeah. took advantage. Like any corporation is going to take advantage if they can get profits out of it. That, and that, that's the whole point in a capitalist system is to make profits if you're a corporation. I'll talk about specific overlaps that I didn't like about um, the first, uh, you know, CARES Act. And it had to do with the, the quote-unquote safety net. And this is how I knew that they, they really didn't give a shit about people. They just wanted to have control. It's because in the safety net, it had to do with um, child nutrition, then food stamps, and then food banks. So those are three things. Those three things alone, they fucking overlap. So I'm like, why do we have three different categories for things that just to feed people? You know? And then second of all, if you would have just used that money or just gave people more money to actually buy food for themselves, why wouldn't you do that? Like, I don't understand why we have, you know, billions of dollars set, set aside just to feed people when you can just pay them their own money back to feed themselves. Well, I mean, so there I'll disagree a little. So, like, I do think, because we talked about this before, that these these food-specific programs um, have a good, a good value there. Because the same reason we maybe don't want to trust the corporations, because they're not necessarily going to make the right decisions for anybody other than themselves... Uh, if we just hand money to people, they may not make those right decisions and then still end up in a tough spot and not have food. Um, and I, you know, I would rather that we as responsible citizens choose, and that's what these people do for us, make these choices, right? Is choose to say that, hey, that bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy is to it, right? Hey, food, I'm going to make sure that you have. And so this system that says, if you take this this specific card now, right, versus a stamped like it was when I was growing up and go somewhere you will get food and only food because you're not going to use that to buy new, you know, that new TV you talked about or rims for your car or whatever it is you want. So a carton of Well, okay. So if somebody actually needs money and they're, they're really broke, right? During, especially during the coronavirus, do you really think that they would spend their money on a TV rather than food? The vast majority of people. That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, folks, who 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 are actually going to be in need? I mean, uh, at least I would think you know, with the freedom of making their own choice, they would choose you know, getting food, getting you know, the essentials, and and actually making the right decision and the right choice. Uh, are there people out there that make choices? I mean, yeah, they yeah. do them every day, out in a pandemic. Uh, you know, I mean, but but that's just that's just going back to the control part, right? That Cronus was talking about, like. Some reason they want to they want to actually make 
create the illusion that you need the government to make these decisions for you. And then that's the easy, that's the easy end on, on slowly trying to program people into saying the government will make all these decisions for you. You ain't got to worry about it. And then now it's like the government tells you this is how you're going to spend your money. And eventually people are going to see that as a, as a norm, you know? So it, I, I agree with Cronus. It, it was more about a control thing because in, in real time of need, you know, I think, I think a, a, a decent human being or a being in his right mind would, would make the right choice. But, yeah, so I mean, the, you're right. It, it can happen where somebody can make shitty decisions. But no matter what system you have, there's always going to be people that are going to make bad decisions. And they're going to be, obviously, in the, in the vast minority. Um, yeah. But the fact that, you know, they're so focused on having these tight controls on just basic fucking feeding people... And then we're willing yeah. to put in billions of dollars towards companies like, oh, use this money towards paying your employees. Um, and, but they don't, but you don't really have to. And it's also, guess what? If you don't pay it back, it's no big deal. Like, I mean, come on, man. But people are way more important to feed them. Yes. Yeah. And that's why. So, like, I would rather have those programs that are there to feed people get more money than the, the corporations do. Right. Like, to me, I, w- I would say the problem is the way our system's designed right now for feeding people, which is that. It's means tested, right? We talk about those things too. It's like, oh, you only qualify if you do these things. So then as soon as you make enough money, you're not able to get food. So then you immediately take this cut that you shouldn't have gotten. So it really would be more about as long as that system exists in a way where everyone had access, then it wouldn't be this kind of like categorized issue where then you're able to marginalize those those people. And that's what that's what frustrates me about it. I don't think it's right. And obviously with the current way that our feeding people systems work, um, we, we wouldn't want to say we're going to put more money into it in, on behalf of this and then say we're not going to give you this money. My concern is just that when, like I would I would give a scenario and depending on how the homeless situations you encounter on a regular basis occur, like I give money to, to some people and I get to make that decision when I'm helping who, people who are homeless like versus someone else who I'm like, I can see what's going on with you right now and maybe you're going to potentially spend this on alcohol or drugs or things other than getting food for yourself, which can, is what I feel like should be mm-hmm. your primary concern. And I can tell right now you're already making poor choices with what little resources you have. I can do that personally. And I think that's what these programs are trying to do on like a broader scale. But again, as we talked about many times, a lot of times programs start with really good intentions. Like this is what I'm trying to do and fall apart as soon as they're put into place. Yeah. But you're talking about more of a charity type thing, right? Like you're doing that because charity like you're doing it for as the you're 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 thinking i'm gonna give this guy you know a a, a number one combo for mcdonald's instead of five bucks right i literally did that like in um in north carolina they were like hey um they were standing outside of one of the drive-thrus like uh, holding up a sign to get cash or whatever I saw that they were looking for for money or whatever. I just went through. I ordered a, an extra meal. Came back around. I was like, "Here's some food, dude." Like, he's like, "Thank you so much. This is what I was really just trying to get enough money to go get." I was like, "Well, thank you. You're welcome." Including a big stupid sugary soda, which I would never drink. <laughs> yeah, he probably could use that energy. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're a Calorie deficient every day. Get your calories from wherever the fuck you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless obviously you're you're like an athlete where you want to be calorie deficient on on pretty much a daily basis. But yeah, <laughs> wherever he's at in the, the setup you have, I don't know where he's at. 
Well, you know, it's great. So, like, when I do, we'll go into, like, calorie thing just for a second. So, since I've been doing, like, these these Peloton workouts, like, when I do, like, an hour-long ride, I'm burning, like, a thousand fucking calories. <laughs> I'm just like, holy crap. In, like, an hour? Like, I've, I've never, like, had a workout where I knew exactly how many calories are an estimate of what I was going to what I was gonna do. But, like, a thousand calories in an hour, to me, is a pretty fucking good deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I did I did lunch today. I did, I did a, a mile run to the pool. 700 meter swim and then mile run back soaking wet in full sweats plate carrier on like yeah that slayed me i feel i'm, I'm so bushed right now so yeah it's ken wings you had what pizza and wings nice that was your lunch <laughs> you had wings for lunch pizza pizza and wings nice yeah what the fuck what do i don't know that? where where i was why did you bring me that well, you can't have. We well, can have wings. Actually, no. You can't even have wings unless they were like not uh, not breaded, right? Definitely yeah, dry, no pizza. Dry regular wings. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still made weight somehow, but my <laughs> <laughs> choice. I went to buy food with my stimulus check. No, oh, did you? Good job. I mean, we're not all all able to stay built like you are. I don't know. No, it's. I'm getting back to it. I'm getting back to it. I just let it go for too long. It's easy, especially in America. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know, I think this is like my honest idea. Like if I was, if I could be dictator in America for like a couple of years, because I'd, I'd be dictator, not the fucking president. I'd be the dictator. Mm. Is that I would, uh, I, one of the first things I would do to like help America out is to get rid of the, uh, the corn subsidies in America so that a can of soda actually costs like fucking two, three, four dollars instead of, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe a quarter. That's probably more than right. a quarter now, but you know, like honestly, I think people don't understand like how much like corn subsidies have to do with like high fructose corn syrup. How much sugar they put in all your shit, and you know you don't even realize it as you're eating it. But the only reason why it's so cheap is because your tax dollars are subsidizing the shit you're putting into your body, and it's usually like not good stuff, like high fructose corn syrup. So, <laughs> he... yeah. What'd you say? No, I was just Enrique was taking like a very strange drink of his vodka. Vodka's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I'm... Is vodka made from corn most of the time? I didn't think it was. Potatoes. But yeah. And it's and it's no carb, pretty much. So that's why everybody that is in that does that doing keto or low carb, they drink vodka. Or certain kinds Remember, of wine. Or truly. Like- Alright. So let's go to uh your stimulus part, Papa Bear, because you went into like the the latest one, which I didn't do too much research in, but I'm sure there's like overlapping ideals. There are, and a lot of it was kind of just a rehashing of the original stuff, with then adjustments and modifications based on the current administration that's in place. Before we do, though, one of the things I was thinking about the time frame when that one went out was when was it actually given to people? The first one, the one you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah that Is was that- in March 27, twenty twenty. So that was that was the first one. It was all the way in March. Okay. Yeah, and so then we and then we had to wait, you know, way too long for like the next one because the next one came in like I think it was like November, December. December. Yeah, December. That was yeah. people were hurting, you know, like yeah. you, you can't give somebody twelve hundred dollars and they lost their job and then expect them to like this. Thing, it goes beyond like uh, unemployment insurance. So it's like I mean, come on. Yeah, dollars a month. I mean, yeah, you you can stretch it for a year. <laughs> you can stretch for a year in Thailand, <laughs> not in America. Maybe we, maybe we don't want to talk about things you can stretch in Thailand. 
so so like one of the things I kind of started to think about, and it's a phrase I like to use on other topics too, but it, I thought it might have applied here. But then thinking about the timing, it didn't. Which was we talked about how that dollar amount was just enough to like satiate people to say, "Oh, I got something." I'm not even going to look at the numbers and be like frustrated with what little I got. And that's uh, panem et circensis, which is bread and circuses, right? So if it had been right at the time where maybe we opened up entertainment and we allowed all these other things to start to happen right at the same time as we give everybody a little bit of money, which is the bread now, like, oh, hey, we let you have a little bit of money and like, oh, you're entertained. Just shut up and just keep keep moving on and we're going to do all these things in the background and take all this money. Um, but at that time, it was actually the opposite, which is literally like we're shutting everything down. <laughs> you can't go to anything. There are no concerts. There are no sports. There are no anything. Uh, please, please take this money and don't back which is crazy because that makes me now think that just that little bit was enough for everybody to not even care about the entertainment as much and maybe not maybe not not care because people did care but didn't make as big of a deal out of it as it probably should have been well i think it goes back to uh to, to scarcity if you're in a scarcity mindset and somebody offers you a goddamn sandwich you're thankful for the sandwich yeah, <laughs> so you're not considering the fact that they're handing it to you from the back of a deli truck. We're just like, what about all that? And then it's and it's also made from like the entire sandwich is made from shit that you put into this, you know, that you already put in, that you already paid for. Like you literally already paid for the sandwich, and you're happy to get it back. I'm just like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? That is like the <laughs> good way to put it. Like yeah. that is the perfect. That is the perfect analogy. I love it. Wait a second! I already paid for this, but what you're gonna? <laughs> yeah, and then people are happy to I get it. You. And they just—I gave you the bread, I gave you the meat, I gave you the cheese. Wait, I gave you mayonnaise. Why does this thing not even have sauce on it? What yeah, the... why did it go to somebody else? You know, it, it's 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 because people don't understand like what tax dollars, what they are. So when you when you hear somebody say, like, especially politicians, they'll say like, "Oh, well, you know, it's free money." No, it's not. It's not free money. None of this is free money. This all comes from us. The taxpayers, and as I demonstrated before, the vast majority of tax dollars are paid for by the people, not by corporations. So when you talk about any sort of giving back, any sort of tax dollars, the vast majority of that needs to go back towards the people. When I say the vast majority, I'm talking about more than 85% needs to go back towards the people. I mean, the majority of people don't even understand this, even the simple income tax you know process like with for the returns they don't understand that the returns are simply just an overpayment they're not really getting money back from the government it's just money that they overpaid they, they don't understand that no it's actually it, it's an interest-free loan that you give to the government for x amount of x amount of time that's that's what you're doing and that's that's why i like i'm okay usually with having to pay back in a little if i felt like i overpaid and gave them loans i'm like well i should be paying less in throughout the year so I know we talked about I'm just screwing up the whole claim, like whole return, and we're going to work on that. Actually, but, no, you might not be. No, we'll talk about it in a second. So go ahead. Okay. But if, if that's the case, then fine. But I, I just don't want to be like looking at it afterwards and going, holy crap, I'm getting $4,000 back. Well, that's $4,000 that I loaned them for that whole time that I could have spent on something else throughout the year and invested <laughs> in myself and made money myself. But Yeah. Maybe. So I was just reading a book, and I don't like the name of the book, all right? But the information in the book was really good. The book is called uh, "The Whiteness of Wealth," and it made me understand. Like, yes. Did you Did you read it? I, I, yeah. I, I, but I actually have it on the queue, so I can listen to it. I started listening to it. It's in the queue. It's really fucking good. All right, and so I think one of the reasons why Papa Bear, Papa Bear might be getting fucked on his taxes 
is because you and your wife make around the same amount of money, right? Pretty close. Yep. That's probably the reason why you're getting fucked. Yeah, and I, I I know you mentioned it in in your your normal uh, BMBTI podcast, and I was listening. We kind of went back in the chat a couple times, so I mentioned it to to Mama Bear, like, hey, maybe we need to look at your recommendation um, just so that we can do it. But I do want to have that conversation with um, with your CPA, like we talked about, so that way at least I'm getting it, and I can have a better understanding of why and like what the changes will cause and how we should do this and maybe look at changing that going forward. So uh, Enrique, you maybe weren't watching or listening to that part, but it's basically the idea that what we should do is file separately. And then whoever makes the most uh, claims the kids and the other things. So that way that person still gets the, yeah, they claim the house. They still get all the tax benefits. The other person kind of files independently, I guess. Uh, Again, I don't know all the details. So we've done that before. We we've kind of played around with the way we, we file ourselves uh, specifically when we were kind of like separated uh, because I was uh, in the East Coast and she was here, we did a separate and, you know, we re- we noticed just the difference in, in, in the way turned actually that, you know, the actual actually worked, worked out. So, you know, we played around with it for a couple of times. And then when um, I started listening to the whiteness of wealth and, and she started out, you know, that specifically where like, you know, if the couples, you know, make a certain amount of money and, and all that stuff, it, it you know, whether they uh, file a joint or find se- file separately, I started thinking about them. I'm like, hmm, well, now that makes sense because, you know, whenever we actually filed separate, it seemed like I was getting a, a better freaking break than than before, you know, as the head of household. So uh, it, it's, I guess I didn't really realize realize it until like, few days ago when i started listening to that book so yeah it's, it's definitely a fascinating book it's just i think that the the name alone is going to put off a lot of people from reading it but it's it's really good because the way that you understand that the way the system is set up is is it's really made for people that where one person makes a bunch of money and that person makes like not a lot of money or basically zero and what happened yeah. is, is back in the day they can like this couple convinced uh the st- the federal government that you know, I make a bunch of money, but my wife stays at home and she's raising the kids. So we're, we're going to pretend that she is making half of my income. And so that's where the joint return came from. But it's like, but that doesn't really happen because she's not. Yes, she's contributing on a different on a different level, but she's not. She's like, she's not really paying taxes. You know what I mean? Like she's not the, the she has no real monetary value to America, which is unfortunate. Don't get me wrong. That's a whole different conversation. But you can't split your. T- you shouldn't be able to split into a joint return on somebody that has no actual income, and that's what filing jointly does. If, if there's a vast um, gap between incomes, is that yeah. you're offsetting it by saying that hey, this other person um, is going to get a portion of my income. We're going to split the income so it lowers our overall taxes, and it's it's fucking wrong. So I, I part of me wants to say like. I am I am okay with the idea that we've created a system that does support the idea that a a homemaker provides impact to that overall financial like concept, right? Because in, like you said in the example where if you are not working in a different job and providing direct income and then taxes based on income, which whole other conversation we've already had. Um, because that shouldn't be the way that we're gaining the money for our government, but that 
that that value is huge, right? That value is important, and and I think that was kind of where you were saying that's maybe another topic where, like, homemaking and like raising children and, and managing the house is important. And so then if the income is drastically different and we say, hey, we need a way to compensate that family for the fact that they have chosen to dedicate that part of the family to that cause, which raises better kids, raises, you know, supposedly, and like help support this concept. But then what we lack is, and this is myself too, is I lack the knowledge of the fact that like, hey, as soon as we're both producing a significant amount of the income for the house, we maybe need a different system to manage that. Yeah, and well, this is the one of the other problems, though, that a couple problems with that is that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as we're all raising, we, we've all raised kids, right? And we know, like, after a certain age, they don't take that much actual like, time and effort to raise at home anymore, because they're going to school, and then, they're, then eventually they're gone, so it's just like... So wh- assuming... Assuming they're, they're going to a school where we treat teachers as someone who's supposed to, like on-site care for our children yeah which yeah. is belief we've believed in up until dealing with what we're talking about right now which is dealing with coronavirus and them staying at home and a lot of complaints and again being a spouse of a teacher a lot of complaints from parents is well how am i supposed to deal with my kids if they don't go away like because yeah. it's not my responsibility to house them and care for them and and be responsible for them it's a teacher's job during the day and like they're like look i, I am here to educate your children not raise them. That is your job. And so in this case right now, we're seeing a lot of like parents trying to figure out what the hell that actually means. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I think that's a weak bitch ass mindset to be honest with you. And for people that are, cause listen, I had to go through the same, I've got a fucking four year old. And when, I mean, cr- what about what's up? Homeschoolers. Yeah. Homeschoolers do it all the time. Yeah. You can, home- I mean, you can homeschool um, if, if you choose to. And I think there should be, you know, if, if you're going to homeschool, I think there should be tax credits for that as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, when my four-year-old was three and the coronavirus hit, I mean, we did the, you know, the schooling at home. We did the e-learning. We made sure we had a regiment. You know what I mean? Like, we got up in the mornings. We made sure that, that me and her, we worked out together. Then she did her school thing. And then, you know, she went on her nap. And we're like, we had a regiment. But I think a lot of parents, when this hit, they were not prepared to really deal with their children. Obviously, let me back up a little bit. I'm a, little, I'm a little fucking privileged when it comes to that because I work from home. And I've worked from home since way before the coronavirus hit. So that's one thing that I understand that, that parents, they, a lot of parents can't really, under, they didn't have the privilege to do that. I do, so that's from my own experience, all right? So me working from home, um, my girlfriend had to work from home as well. And we had, for, for a while, we had to, because we had no daycare because usually her grandmother would, would be her daycare provider and then take her to and from school. Um, but when the coronavirus hit, we're just like, we're not safe. Um, you can't go see, you know, your grandmother for now. So we had to basically take out, we had to choose who took half days every day, except for Thursday and Friday, because I always had those days off anyway. And so Monday through Wednesday, we chose who, who had what half of the day. And that's who did the activities and the learning and, and the working out with, with our daughter. And um, you can work it out, but it's, it's hard, you know? Oh, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to clarify a point. Did you say you were doing workouts with a three-year-old? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> <laughs> so my my three-year-old is she's she's big, in both ways. Like she's she's in the ninety she's the hundredth percentile for weight, and the ninety-fifth percentile in height. And so she's like she's big, so I mm. want to make sure that you know 
during this time that she's actually getting physical exercise. So I, I can't, couldn't take her to the park. So we would just do like these uh, family workouts with Peloton. So, awesome. or, or we yeah. do some other things. So yeah, we would just have fun and, and work out. <laughs> I feel like this is a place where Enrique should want to step in. I don't Yeah. <laughs> work out with the kids. <laughs> so, my daughter, my daughter, when she was she when she was younger, she used to like literally ask me to go running. So that's that's one of the things. I guess my running running's in my family. That's the thing. That's our forte. We running is is my dad, me, my daughter. So, but no, my daughter's all fully grown and has her own kid, and I'm a grandpa now. So at 29, goddamn. <laughs> I'm the youngest, fittest grandfather in the world. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Let me let me clarify. So, so looking at the newest one to kind of put us back to the topic, I guess. Um, remember, remember we talked about like how great it would be if a bill was just written in plain language. Yeah, dude, this thing this thing is in plain language. Is it really? Yeah, I could I can read this and totally understand it. I mean, it's probably like five hundred something pages long if I was to print it. <laughs> but at least I can read it. Um, the page that I'm accessing is literally just congress.gov. Like, so it's, it's the literal official thing that is on the Congress website. Mm-hmm. The, the front end of it all links to, to separate sections. Like, like this thing, it looks good. Uh, this nice. is the first time I've done this and gone to it and not felt like I was looking at like a scanned fifth copy of a PDF that someone printed. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, these are all terrible. This thing looks good. Uh, and if this is where we're going, we could be more involved. Tells me is it's possible for us to do stuff digitally, which yeah. gets us back to episode one and like you know having representatives who stay home or stay in a region and work on these kinds of things from from not in Washington D.C. Um, uh, Enrique is moving around right now. <laughs> if you didn't notice, it's like sound artifacts. <laughs> so he moved, he moved from the garage to outside. I'm, I'm seeing what he's doing. He's moving to where he have wants. I, are you going to show us? Are you going to show us the pool? Or did you do that already? Oh, is that what? No, I was actually going to uh, going to grab a drink, and I'm still listening to what you were saying. So okay, I was like, I have my phone, so I'm, I, I can. You move. can move. Yeah, it's but... super easy. I thought he was maybe going to show show his pool. So there's his. Oh, pool. there you go. That's his pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moved into his new house, man. It's nice. I don't have a pool. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm getting. I'm starting a new driveway tomorrow, though. So. What's that? We're gonna start building a new driveway tomorrow, though, because we we have a one car garage and a fucking one car. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah, I'm gonna hire Cronus. I'm gonna hire Cronus to come and build me a, a a little pool house out there since he built his his. Yeah, he's a pool like, house. Build both of them Swahut style, like. Yeah. Street. <laughs> Open I, I just pretend like I know what I'm doing and it works out. That's that's all that happens. I don't off topic here but before y'all two met or before i, I put you two in contact uh cronus uh, literally posted step by step day by day construction of his uh his studio there and i was like oh man like how that he needs to come over here and build something for me yeah. <laughs> well I, I had a father-in-law that, that that helped because i didn't know i said this probably a few times but when i ordered this shed i assumed that the walls are going to be put together already so i was like it shouldn't be very hard <laughs> All right. And then when it got here, I was just like, this is just wooden nails. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, we got to build a foundation and do all this other thing. So, yeah, we just 
Marines, man. You know, we adapt, we overcome. So I just worked it out. <laughs> there's a there's a pile of shed sitting out back right now that still needs to get built too. Right. <laughs> so when he moved out of his last place, like I took one of the sheds and it is still just piles of metal and wood out there. I gotta put that together. <laughs> So, so looking at this though, it is really cool because it means I can kind of click back and forth and read honest, real, like congressional information. And so, it made me realize like what you saw and what I see in the Washington Post article is other people um, taking the the vast information that's here, and I guarantee like was tedious and painful. Like we've all worked on you know documents or systems that just require hours and hours and hours to like go over every single detail to make sure that everything is hundred percent. Like I could tell people spent a lot of freaking time making sure that this thing was good. Um, probably not the people we elected, probably their aides. Yeah. Right? Their, Cause they don't even know how fucking read emails. I mean, come on most of them. Cause they're old. I mean, <laughs> or they don't know. I mean, they, they, they themselves sometimes, they, they themselves sometimes admit they don't read half of the stuff that gets passed. So well, they can, and nobody's yeah. no, well, it's, it's so dumb. They complain about not being able to like to read everything that they pass, but at the same time, they're willing to like not pass a bill to give them enough time to read what the fuck they pass. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, man! You you could literally write a bill that's in plain language that's hey, we need X amount of time, X amount of hours yeah. per page. So literally, th- this last one, right? And I kept I kept uh, hearing and and reading that that you know, hey, you know. Uh, this person and that person are complaining that, you know, Congress or whoever is saying that, hey, we need to pass this by tomorrow or, you know, two days from now. And, and people complain about them not being able to read the, you know, hundreds, hundreds of pages that, that are included. And I'm like, you, you guys are the ones passing this stuff. Why don't you guys put something in place where it requires you to, like, that no bill shall be passed in less than x amount of freaking you know days until it is you know read by everyone or whatnot but yeah it's, i think it's just it's just a, you know like a like it's just a front right like it looks like these guys are fighting like oh we don't have enough time to blah 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 read but in the in, in reality it's just one of those things where like oh that guy's saying that he didn't have enough time he's he's standing up for 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 what's right but they let it pass anyway so okay so the the, the most recent one that we all got in 2021, or at least some of us did, some of us didn't. Um, one of us didn't. Sorry, Cron. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I sneaked by just a little bit. Oh, so, so real, real news. Uh, I am going to get it, but because we moved from Okinawa to here since we filed our last set of taxes and we didn't file our newest taxes before they shipped it out, it got sent to Okinawa. Oh, shit. They sent you an actual we'll check, check? Real check. They, Jesus for some reason, Christ. I think because in our, um, like, our electronic submission last time, the address is also not the same. So then it's associated to the bank account with that specific address. Uh, so then they're like, that, they won't go through. We can't electronic transfer. I don't know why. It's like, because that's the wrong address. You need to update the address. We couldn't update the address without submitting our taxes because IRS, right? You go to the website. You try to phone call. I, I called. It's funny. I sent uh, Mama Bear like a picture of me after the like 40th call I called to try to just get the IRS to answer. Anyways, yeah. So it's getting shipped there, and we'll eventually get here, I guess, because we forwarded all of our mail. 
know what's a good way to get them to answer? Just don't pay your taxes and then call them. And <laughs> yeah. the I honestly feel like sometimes because of the small percentage of people who actually get like uh, audited, like if you didn't, they probably wouldn't even notice. Hit the button that says make a payment and they'll answer quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they probably answer that one real easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> So the 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 budget on this last one was 1.9 trillion, um, and I didn't do the reduction to to like of age citizens. I just did the straight natural 330 million total, right? Because yeah. we get it for children sometimes, and uh, like so we we're supposedly going to get one for each of us, and then one for any kid who's under 18. So Logan should have technically gotten his own, but he we're trying to figure that out. Um, but if we did just straight up divide. We, everyone would have got $5,700 or $6,000. Yeah. Just, I think what you and I estimated to begin with, right? Yep. Um, so without that, we're getting $1,400 checks for those who get them. Um, Did you hear that? Every- Did you hear that right. That sound? That was people getting fucked again with no Vaseline. We went from f- almost $6,000 to $1,400 of your yeah, own money. Than- <laughs> like less than a quarter like that's less than a quarter of yeah. the total amount you should have gotten if if all it was was just straight ubi style here's your money so i i will say there are some things in here i agree with i i told you already i kind of agree with the idea of funding a food program but those food programs should already be funded yeah but... <laughs> so why are we need more money into it that's what was it's odd to like me too more yeah when i was thinking about it i was like are there that more... when this happened <laughs> Did that many more people go on these food programs? No. Okay. No. So no, because because technically, all you can base it on is your taxes, your your filed IRS taxes for your income. Uh, none of that's going to change until you file your new taxes. So you ain't going to get to apply for a program that you don't qualify for because your last tax return said you earned this money. Yeah, but I got laid off. Eh, well, prove it. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 I, I do see wanting to have those programs, but I don't see why this would need to fund it more. Unless, like, hey, this disease causes you to eat more, but it doesn't. No, so it actually probably most people eat less because they can't taste anything. Yeah, and also, you know, the dying thing. So everything tastes oh, like cardboard. <laughs> What's up? Everything tastes like cardboard. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, food banks actually have a surplus because half our people aren't here today. Why? Oh, because they all died. <laughs> so um, fucking morbid. So that was that was morbid. Sorry. No, it's I mean, literally half a million people died in, in a year. I mean, yeah. that's it's fucked up, and I, I think it's I don't. It's weird to me that it's not a, more of a big deal. You know, people want to say like, oh, I don't believe that all of them died. Okay, so you're gonna how many people do you think actually died? Do you think it's half that? That's a quarter of a million people that died. That's that's a lot of fucking people. That's still yeah. a lot. I mean, we went to fucking war with three thousand less than three thousand people. <laughs> like seriously, come on. Yeah. Well, and like if you look at total numbers too. Okay, so this is gonna get weird. But do we do we know what the estimate was? And I, I bet you both actually do. So audience, if you can, whatever platform you're listening on or watching on, leave the comment like right now. Why? Like, what was the estimate for World War Two? United States invading mainland Japan, the island of Honshu, basically, like the mainland. What did we think our casualties would be based on what we'd have to dealt with up until that point? Because 
that estimate is the reason that we said, hey, we have this capability now. Let's try seeing if we drop this nuclear weapon, if they will say, hey, let's not do this. Let's make this the reason we decide to all stop hostilities and like come to some kind of agreement, right? That estimate was the reason. Does any, do you guys know what that number was? Like what we kind of, as the United States estimated, our own casualties would be if we had to invade and, and like buy people take over that, that island. I'm going to bet it was, I'm pretty sure it's less than half a million. I, I would concur. I, I'm going to say 300,000. It was right at half a million. Like, and we pretty much oh, assumed yeah. we were going to lose <laughs> half a million people. That's a crap load of people in a conflict. So because of that, because we lost, we had the estimate in our head, we would lose that many people. We were willing to nuke two cities to say, hey, let's not do that. Damn, that's... So, but we can't even have a conversation about how many people are dying based on this disease. Right no, now. Like, I, I well, you just... know what? Go ahead. And, and, you know, you can't really blame people, right? Whether they, yeah. they disagree or believe or not believe. There's a lot of confusion out there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of bump scoop, a lot of misinformation, and and most people, most Americans, don't really do their own research. Come on, let's be honest. And they'll believe a lot of the th- that their friends tell them, what social media tells them, what some of the media tells them, whether you're on the left or on the right. And 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 that's probably the the reason why you know we have so many that are like, hey, I don't believe what they're telling. I don't believe that it's as bad as it is. You know, so uh, I'm kind of split in the middle. But uh, I did lose a good mind to coronavirus you know, right before I lost my grandfather to cancer uh, about two, about a, about a month ago, and uh, it's real. You know, it hit home. I know it's real. I know it existed. I know it, it affects people. But you know, just the misinformation is is probably what caused this. And 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 I and I want to say that it's because also of of what the type of year it was. You know, yeah. I mean. It was it, whether you like to admit it or not, it was used to manipulate people during a election year, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, misinformation or whatever the case, whatever whatever you think it is, you know, kind of guided people the wrong way. So, so any topic, right, that it is possible to do so, we will make it into an us versus them topic, and that's one of the yeah. things that that Cronus and I talk about regularly as one of our freaking t-shirts is us versus them because it is human nature and it's fucking sad, but it is human nature to create a small group, however small that is and say this group versus that group, whatever it is, it's us versus them. So that way we can bond together, find common cause and like find a reason to move towards some common objective. And it's ridiculous that we can't do that as like, humanity us versus like dying or us versus like the total annihilation of the planet like we can't we can't agree that it's humanity versus all of the animals or versus nature or the planet or space or whatever but it is always going to be some dynamic of us versus them which means that's why like in the united states there's a two-party system as broken and stupid as it is even though it doesn't make logical sense and breaks my brain uh, it's two party because human nature says it's got to be us versus them, which means you just here's the topic. What are the two options we could do? Okay, those are the two parties. They're going to take opposite stances on it. And at this point, none of those topics actually make sense with what their fundamental principles are. It's just about being on opposite sides of the coin. 
Well, I also think this is kind of a battle of stupidity as well um, in, in America. And <laughs> How stupid can we get? Yeah, because people, they don't understand how basic science works. Okay, so people were getting frustrated with, and this is kind of rightfully so, un- unless you like actually take more than a cursory um, view on what happened. So when but that takes, yeah, it takes effort. <laughs> and this is where I'm, I'm gonna, it's gonna kind of come sort of full circle. But um, so when the coronavirus first happened, it, w- it was a new virus, and so we haven't had a virus in our lifetime, all of our lifetimes. Every single virus, any single disease that we've had, um, it's already been basically defeated. And we know how to mitigate the symptoms or the actual virus. Daughter At least in, in first world countries. Yeah, first least. world countries. Yeah. So in America, 100%, we're good to go. Even when, even when Ebola came around, we're just like, okay, don't get shit or fucking pissed on or fucking blood in your mouth, whatever. We're good to go. There were obvious things. But when it came to the coronavirus, um, and it was something new, and they didn't know exactly how it spread when it first came around... And people were just like, oh, well, it's just basically the flu. Uh, the flu. I was one of the first people that's like, I don't understand the point of this shit. Um, it seems like the flu is worse than this. Like, why are we? So, why is it such a big deal? But then as soon as I saw like the actual numbers come out, I was like, oh, this is like a big deal. I'm like, I sheltered in place before most people did. Um, and, and I go ahead. I want, so one thing. So we did have one. We did have one kind of huge one that we needed to be concerned about. Was that was HIV. Yeah. HIV, right? And we united as like a country and science and everything else and figured that shit out within about five years. Well, yeah, and it was a big one. But the thing like, with AIDS, with AIDS though, like, you, even there's misinformation with AIDS too. Because remember when we were kids, they say you can get mm-hmm. AIDS from a toilet seat, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So people yeah. forget about that shit. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. going back to like this, because um, obviously AIDS, it's, it's an STD or some sort of bodily fluid. It's, you can control the vectors. Yeah. But with the coronavirus... Which, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you breathe in the same room, you can get it. Um, so when people saw like the actual scientific method being used for this virus, they were confused. They were just like, why do things keep changing? Well, it's because people keep applying the scientific method to understand what's going on. So everybody that's out there that forgot about what the fuck the scientific method is... I will break it down for you in seven steps. Make an observation, ask a question, propose a hypothesis, make predictions, test pred- predictions, and then iterate. So you have you do it all over again. Make sure you got the fucking shit right. All right? So when people are just like, oh, well, they said, why do they keep changing stuff? It's because they keep using the same method to um, make sure that they're right. Like If you just go out there and be like, oh, well, this new thing that we have no idea about, and then you make predictions about it, but then you don't test them, how the fuck do you actually know it's right? You know? Like, seriously. Like, people are so fucking stupid nowadays. They're just like, well, you know, back in March, they just said, you know, just stay away from people or just don't travel. It's like, okay, but we saw this. We didn't understand the entire virus back then. So why are you getting mad now that there's more restrictions? It, it's to save lives. And to me, if you're trying to save lives, um, there's not a whole... I mean, there's some things that you can do wrong. But if, if your actual intention is to save lives that at least your original thoughts are in the right fucking place. You know? And yeah, you might you might make mistakes, and I understand yeah. that, but I'll, I'll, it's easier for me to forgive you for making mistakes for trying to keep me safer than making a mistake of ignoring um, a new virus and then, I don't know, half a million people fucking die. Yeah. You and, and so, you know, you know, like, me being a libertarian, 
like my big thing and I see people's stance on it too when um like governor's mandates came out saying you have to wear a mask, right? Like yeah. hey, I'm going to tell you it is a legal requirement for you to wear a mask when you are in public, right? Libertarian mindset and pretty much anybody else who kind of feels that way on these things was like, oh, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do, right? But the problem is, is that in most cases, those governors, I think maybe didn't do a good enough job saying like, look, I am telling you this because people's lives depend on it. You are not doing it for you. And I'm not telling you, you need to do it because you need to be safe. You need to do it to do the same thing for other people. And I, did you ever see the the meme, both of y'all like, that was um, it, it was a meme, but it was also like a infographic kind of that showed like someone with no pants on peeing on someone else yeah. and like that yeah. one, dude. That's like it's so stupid because it's vulgar, but like it's also like perfect because it just make it. We all wear pants, like <laughs> what? Just because you should, so that we don't pee on each other. But like, it, it's well, just no. made that makes. Well, the funny it's, thing, no, it, this is actually it's it's even more perfect example because like listen, there is no like when people talk about like laws and like being forced to do things, like we're all forced to wear pants and underwear, you know, at all times. And if you think that you're not, just go walk around naked some anywhere. Oh, you will not walk around naked far. anywhere. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. you won't get far. You won't get far. Yeah, voice experience. But putting on a mask is too much to ask. Like. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I get, I get it. It's the same as like the individual mandate was when the healthcare like mandate came out, right? Saying that you have to, I am going to tell you that you are required to have medical insurance. They're yeah. Like, you can't do that. You can't tell me I have to. Yeah. I, that, that's, yeah, that's way more valid. For me, that's way more valid. Cause yeah, I, I disagreed with that whole thing. Like force me to pay for that. Um, yeah. I, I think that, listen, if, if you're going to force everybody to wear masks, then they should have provided the masks. But they already fucked up, and I already know this. They already fucked up because they didn't have enough masks, and they knew that. And that's why they no, said no. there was no mask mandate from, from the get-go, even though people were warning them that we need masks. Yeah. And there was even an American mask maker was like, hey, I'll make them for you right now. Uh, Do you want them? And they were like, no, nah, that ain't me. Well, <laughs> and so our favorite person, right? So what, like, part of that was there was actually there was a pandemic program in place to be able to make sure that we had enough to respond in these kinds of scenarios. And that was kanked. And again, I, I, I am a fan of trying to cut government involvement in as many things as possible, but military and like full society level programs where things like me and you can't take care of that. And maybe don't, aren't even aware that that's a thing I should be concerned with, which could be solved by education. So maybe the real thing is, is we didn't need this pandemic response system in place, but we needed to educate people to say, hey, along with freaking food and water and other things that you would normally stock in your house in case of a typhoon, but here would be a hurricane or a tornado or, or earthquake or whatever, where you may be trapped in your house and you have to have enough food and water for two or three days until you get saved. Hey, by the way, masks and a couple other things may need to be a part of that inventory plan. If we educate people about that, they can make those decisions themselves, buy them over the course of years. Well, and I need to put an addendum on what you said. If we educate people on that, but then also we pay less taxes, so we rely upon ourselves more, I'm all with Hells you. Hells yeah. Hells you, right? <laughs> I'm 100% about it, but there's always a trade-off. Uh, I, I heard this really great quote. I want Enrique to tell me what he wanted to say in a second, but I want to get this quote out. And, and it was in a class. So he knows who I'm talking about, So or at least 
what I'm talking about. So in the trans, in the freaking Chiefs course, like this this younger dude put this quote on the board as a part of what we're talking about for this this education thing I'm doing right now. I was like, this quote is great. He said, there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. I was like, that's a really, really great quote because there's, you don't ever just get rid of a problem. You give up something else to solve that problem. And I was like, I, I love that quote so much. Like that's literally going to become, I, I told him this in class. And I mean, you guys both could probably understand like when a gunny has a chief arms before telling him like, dude, that is now going to get incorporated into my life. Like you just made a difference for me. People kind of like get excited, right? He was like, oh man, that's awesome. I win, I win this stuff. But like, ah, uh, uh, it made it. I was like, Phew. Did you tell him to apply? Because we, we, you know, those are the kind of guys that we need to apply for to take over, retire. <laughs> we may need to have a conversation about said individual after this. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, living living in my entire life in California, in in regards to preparing for emergencies, uh, whether it be pandemic or you know uh, natural disaster or whatnot. I mean, yeah. I grew. I grew up, and I don't. I, I think uh, Cronus, you're also you're also a California resident, right? Yes, all my life. Uh, I I knew about like earthquake emergency kit, again water for these many days. Masks were also part of that, right? Because things collapse, dust in the air, and all that stuff. Wildfires, <laughs> masks, though, right? Yeah, wildfire. I mean, so so you know, Californians have grown up to kind of be prepared for and have the masks part of their emergency kit. So. I, I was just thinking about that as you were as you were saying it, where, where you know, if if everybody stocked up in one way or another for both natural disasters and maybe a pandemic, uh, you know, we we could have could have possibly way earlier, you know, started this whole mask thing voluntarily, you know. Well, I mean, as I said, if if the masks were not provided and there wasn't sufficient, and but but yet everybody was already kind of like stocking up on them. We could have started, you know, we could have started with our own, you know, emergency prep kit while we waited for masks to be provided for us. Yeah, yeah but here, here's the issue that, that's always going to be there, and I'll have to bring it up. It's, it's going to be people that live in poverty. But the people that cannot, yeah. pro- they, they cannot, um, they won't be able to provide for themselves. for st- Like, if they can't provide for themselves for basic needs and they need, the, you know, like, um, services from the government to survive. And don't get me wrong. The other side of this is that most people that are poor are poor for a temporary amount of time. It's usually a very small amount of time. And most of them come out of being poor. That's what most people don't want to admit. But, yeah, being being poor in America is usually a temporary thing. Usually. All right? Um, but, yeah, like, if you're poor, you can't afford that kind of shit. And that's where we need those sorts of, like, hey, you need to stockpile just in case. And also, um, even the most ex- most moderate preppers or people that, you know, stock up for even like uh, disaster supplies, we're yeah. not going to have a year supplies worth of fucking anything. Like, Hell no. Yeah, no. We're, we're not. So Well, I do have a supply of toilet paper, but that's not Well, story. yeah, no. I got a bidet, so... in March last year too, didn't you? You bought it in March last year, didn't you? <laughs> I, I just I just bought a bidet. I actually have two bidets now. One's not being used, but yeah, the other one is being used. It's nice. <laughs> See, so uh, you brought up bidet before. Cronus, did you ever go to Japan? Did you ever live in Japan? No, but I was in the Middle East, so that's the first time I used a bidet was in the Middle East. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I was say like I'm super on really wanting to get full on Japanese toilet. Like I missed that thing. Well, just get yeah, before I left Japan, I told Veronica we need to buy one of these and uh, DMO, but completely forgot about it. So we're, we were going to buy one. So you don't even need the entire toilet. You just need the toilet. They have bidet toilet yeah. seats. A little yeah. top. Yeah. yeah just so, a seat top. Just a seat. So the one that I, I, I brought a, a Brondel, and it heats the water for you. You don't have to even run an extra line because the, the, the one that I had was a tushy, and you had to like no half measures. No half measures, Cronus. Go full in. No half measures. <laughs> well, no, I, I bought a Toto toilet, but I just didn't buy the Toto, like... Because Toto... Sorry, for everybody's listening, a Toto is a Japanese toilet yeah. brand. But it's just because they but, had, like, a cool-ass double tornado thing. But the You to- know what? Even if you don't have one of those self-warming ones, they sell these uh, mini tankless water heaters that you can install. Well, no, I no, well that's what I'm saying. No, it, it's all in one now. Like this, the seat that I have, it just it, it comes from my cold water that goes to my toilet, you know, for like the actual top part. And I yeah. run an extra line into like a toilet seat, and my toilet seat heats the water, so I don't even need to run that fucking hot water line, and it recirculates. Yeah, he coils in there. Huh? It's fucking dope, and and it dries my ass too. I'm just <laughs> like, bruh, like what the fuck? <laughs> why, would you, why would you ever do anything else? Yeah, I'm uh, like, come on, man. I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready to convert. Yeah, it's so, the greatest thing. Uh, I, two parts. So one, Cronus, it's so bad now that if on a Google search I hit M, what do you think the first thing that comes up is? Wait, for M? Yes, I hit M. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. So, is that so a basic need? Huh? Uh-huh. Is, is a bidet a basic need? To me, it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. we're, we're going back yeah, on topic, know, which so, was yeah. that, that like you're not going to worry about those safety concerns because that's level two until you've taken care of the, the air, food, water, shelter, those things that you have to have to survive. So those survival needs come first. Safety needs come second. And, and so that totally makes sense. So then the, the funding level has to be at a concerned level where those who aren't already taken care of level one needs, which we've talked about. And as a libertarian, I will get shit for, but the idea that I have no problem saying it is our responsibility as a society, as a group, as a government, whatever you want to call that thing, that we should take care of each other's level one Maslow's hierarchy of needs concerns. Like those are things that we should agree that programs should be taken care of like and provide. So, if people don't have to worry about shelter and food and air and sleep and clothing, like then they can now concern themselves with safety needs. And we should probably be a part of those level two things in a discussion, which is generally regulations. Like these things need to exist, but I don't have to provide them for you. That's where level two stuff comes well, but in. Hold but- on real quick. Cause we, we talked about this for a while now uh, about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I think that level two has more relevance to how we live today than I think yeah. maybe you realize is because most people, I would say the vast majority of Americans um, leave their personal security to other people like the police, the military, you know, the health and prosperity, maybe probably not, but at least your personal security that is definitely yeah. included in our society. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even like a, a lot of resources are in there as well. Um, yeah. So 
honestly, it, it baffles it baffles me that we're at this this fucked up position where we're okay with allowing someone else to be responsible for our level two needs, but saying that individuals are responsible for the level one. Thank needs. you. I'm glad like, you if said you it. Can't yeah. make it out of level one. I'll fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. I totally well, agree. That was that. I will have to say that I I'm one for, you know, leave my security to me. Like I don't I I personally don't agree with. You know, depending on the police or the military or whomever for my security, right? So this is why, and this is a whole nother topic. You know, freaking Second Amendment. You know, self defense, all this other stuff. I'm like a big, I'm big, uh, you know, supporter of all that stuff because I want to be able to have the freedom to defend myself and not depend on anybody else. But like I said, it's another story. No, so it's, it's very relevant, but not everybody can can do that. That's that's the problem. What do you mean not it can do that? I mean your own safety right so i mean even 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 if, even if you're poor right you at least know what you need to do to stay safe no you don't so this if, so if, if, if your primary concerns oh sorry we're both going to go into this if <laughs> yeah. your primary concerns for today are like where am i going to get my next fucking meal i am not thinking about how do i protect myself while i try to find that next meal yeah, you, or where do i find where i can sleep because tomorrow like last night i slept on a park bench and then today I'm hoping I can find a Goodwill trailer that's left open because it has a couch in it or has clothes in it that are soft to sleep on, which is literally stories from my life. When you're at that point, like you're not thinking about the fact that you're sleeping in a freaking Goodwill trailer and that shit is not safe. You're thinking about like, I fucking need somewhere to sleep. And that seems more comfortable and will give me better rest so that I can go to school tomorrow at zero period and like pass my classes so that I can hopefully end up in a better place in my life later. You're not thinking about like, that shit is not safe. I could have got fucking killed inside that trailer when I was sleeping there. Hence why the caveman lifespan was a lot shorter than it is today. Uh, <laughs> brutal. It's brutal, man. I had a saber tooth tiger to fucking get a feel rather than, than, than be worried about the saber tooth tiger killing me. So. No, I so, me, um, so I don't know, Enrique, if you're super familiar with this, so I want to show this image and it's one we've talked about before. Um, all right. Are you presenting? Are you seeing this? Go. Let's bring it up. You guys see my Maslow's freaking hierarchy like normal. Yeah. Yep. So, so the way Maslow's hierarchy works for those who maybe are jumping into our podcast in the middle or like Enrique joining us without kind of like knowing he has this theory and I totally have bought into this and I believe it helps us understand our responsibilities to each other as humans and the members of a group and a society. Since it is us versus them, we might as well within our group agree to this thing, right? So you work your way from the bottom to the top. You can't really make it to another level of the pyramid until you've achieved the one beforehand. And the very bottom of that is just basic physiological requirements, which is like, can I, do I have enough food? Do I have enough water? Can I breathe? I know that seems like a stupid one to say, but it is a requirement. Like you can't survive without it. Um, some of those listed there. So this particular graphic includes like reproduction, which I think is weird. Um, that should be higher. Personally. <laughs> I think so too. Like yeah. it's not really necessarily a requirement. I think you should probably be beyond food and sleep before you worry about it's, making children. I, I think that you should it should be in like the third tier, I think, with love and belonging, is reproduction. Yeah. Because it, cause if you're not safe, you know have physiological needs, you probably shouldn't be having fun kids. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I think that 
Jesus said, I would want to eat first before I reproduce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe it, like, it kind of works its way from left to right, too. You know, like, that's the very end. You're kind of right at safety in his perspective. I still agree with you where it's like, I want to put that a level up. Yeah. Like, beyond maybe the very last thing in safety needs. Um, I get that as a society, though, too. So here's here's where I think he was going with it. And what I've read in his writings... I understand why he put it there, which is that as a society, we do not continue to exist without that. Right. Yeah. So we won't keep going if we don't have that in there. So if we don't accomplish this basic stuff, we no longer exist as a society, as a, as a species. So I get his point, but I think as if, as we use this as a point of reference uh, for, for where programs exist and where our, priorities should lie it doesn't sit there but as like a species discussion and like we won't we, we won't continue to exist if we don't do that i get it it's just really hard to keep in context when we use it the way i think me and you kind of and and now maybe hopefully enrique you understand like way i talk about it how i think this thing can help guide all of our decisions you know it... food safety survival See that? Hunt, fight, build. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. So I, I'm going to do it now. So, like, Enrique, you remember why I put this shirt on? Uh, because there's a big eye on it. So, so remember I wore it to, First of all, I remember I wore it to a workout early in me getting here. Do you remember what I said? Uh, no, sorry. I'm a grandpa, so I have that excuse. To forget that. <laughs> memories, memories gone. So in The Incredibles... What does Mr. Incredible do? Like he has his old outfit, right? Yep. And like it doesn't fit him. He's yep. out of shape. He hasn't done his he hasn't been doing superhero stuff forever. Yep. So I told you when I wore it to a workout, like it didn't fit. It was yep. ugly as shit. I was like out of out of shape and needed to get to a better place. So like I put this on saying at some point I want to be the second part of the movie, Mr. Incredible, where like I worked my shit out and I got back to a place where I deserve to wear this shirt. So I'm kind of wearing it now because I'm pretty damn close to that. point. So That's part of why I put it on. And a lot of that's thanks to you, like really motivating me to get there. So appreciate it. But going back to our point. <laughs> Look, he's already learning how to do this stuff. Yeah. Doing the segues. I'm like the rookie here. <laughs> doing things right you guys we're getting us back on topic you're gonna edit me out (laughs) we do very little editing here (laughs) probably not enough from time to time i'm like oh i left that in there oh well (laughs) but you know what i guess i guess after seeing you guys' point of view i understand how it would be difficult if if those needs are are your top priority and you know like i said earlier you know the caveman is not going to worry about that saber-toothed tiger coming up behind him if he's trying to catch a fucking gazelle for himself to eat okay so so if let me, back let me point out let me point out actually you did know and you did understand inherently inside your own self and you just weren't aware of it what is the name of the organization that you have on your shirt i know exactly but it's in that order for a reason hunt first you need yeah. food and then fight protect yourself and then build some shit. Yeah. Well, what I've realized, you know, right there, as I've climbed the ladder through life is that sometimes people will forget like when you 
had those other needs, you know, like say, like Enrique, like when you didn't have like a firearm, we didn't own guns, you know, um, obviously you wanted to feel safer and you obviously you will feel safer with a firearm. Um, well, yeah. but, okay, go on. but if you can't afford one and you're, and you're still on the, the lower level of needs, you're like, Hey, I, I can't even eat. Like, why do I need a gun when I can't even eat? Like, obviously, and this is only in today's society, you know, back in the day, you, 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 not even back in the day, but you would need some sort of weapon to, to, to kill, to get your own food. But that's not the way society works today. Um, but yeah, if you don't have just like your basic needs met of like food, shelter, clothing, shit like that, then you're never going to get to the level of, I need to be able to, you know, protect myself through the threat of implicit violence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just, you're not going to get there. Well, you know, there's, there's the mentality just since you bring that up, uh, me growing up, you know, um, the mentality in my community, right? Um, unless you rob people. Talk, we've talked about this already, haven't we? I was going to say, re- unless you rob people, sorry. <laughs> the reason why my father or myself or anybody else did not, or my uncles or anybody in my family did not own a gun is because at least in my community and in my upbringing and in our, our, our traditions and our customs, you don't have a gun unless you're either a criminal or a cop. My family members were cops, so they did not want to own a gun because they would have automatically been deemed a criminal, right? So that is that is one of the reasons why we didn't own a gun. Did when we lived in Mexico, they did guns because you know everybody's apparently somebody thinks everybody's a criminal in Mexico, but that's just a joke. <laughs> but uh, but you know uh, it, it was just different and. I'm just saying that's the reason why here, at least here in the States growing up, why my father and, you know, I grew up in a, in a environment where you were either one or the other, you know, obviously growing up, educating myself a little bit more, joining the Marine Corps was, was one thing that kind of, you know, changed my, changed my way of thinking. I, I kind of made it a priority to, to own guns just, just for my own safety. But once again, I'm in a different situation. I have a guaranteed paycheck every first and 15. Uh, so I could buy a gun, but I see where you come from. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the, there's a whole cultural aspect of owning firearms that I think that most... Yeah. I mean, oh, damn it, he walked away. Oh, you see, you still hear us. Um, I'm here. If what? you're, oh, you know, if you're European-American in America, um, people don't understand if that... If you're white? Yeah, if you're, if white. you're white. All right, if you're white in America, they might not understand that culturally, if, you, if, if you're a minority here in America... Um, our relationship with guns is different, like way different. Like, yeah, yeah, people might say, oh, you know, the Second Amendment, blah, 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 blah. The Second Amendment only goes, for a lot of people, depends on the shade of your skin, all right? Like, yeah. I, I can tell the Second Amendment all I want um, to some cop in fucking Wisconsin, and I ain't gonna, I'm not going to get fucking far, you know, if, if I can't prove oh, yeah, that man, I own this gun. What's up? Yeah, it's just... And people just, they, they want to ignore that even to this day. I mean, like, just look at what came out this week with uh, the second lieutenant in the fucking army who got fucking maced in his own goddamn car. Because, yep. And it was by another, by a fucking Marine. I was so disgusted when I watched that video. I was like, talk, when that dude said, oh, I'm a vet too, you know, I was a, I was a corporal, blah, blah. I'm like, then shouldn't you have some fucking compassion for a guy obviously in fucking uniform? And you're going to pull, you're going to. 
draw your your yeah, firearm on him. Yeah, I'm like, why are you drawing your firearm on this guy? For like, what the he? There was literally no threat that no. was with this guy. I and, haven't really seen. But I, I've seen pictures and a lot of uh, threads. Uh, threads on it i watched the whole video like the whole 30 minutes from like right when they pulled the guy over and they've like literally as i got out of the car their firearms are like trained on him yeah i'm just like Like, what the fuck (laughs) like the guy literally did nothing wrong are you scared of a car yeah even when he called in he he said uh the the first guy he called in as as a felony um traffic stop and i'm just like what felony you couldn't see his license plate it was in his window in the back of his car like just because you couldn't see it doesn't mean it's a fucking felony, and it's it, it, it shit was it was so, and then the other guy just kept escalating. It's like, I think a lot of people that are some I'm not gonna say a lot. Some police officers they don't understand how to de-escalate situations at all. Look, I, I've been called the n-word to my face, like plenty of times, and I've had to de-escalate. If I can do that, especially when I know where I can fuck somebody up, I can fuck a lot of people up. Yeah. And for somebody to come in the N-word to my face and to me to still be able to de-escalate, a police officer with a firearm should be able to de-escalate a situation. But it should be trained to, right? And we've yeah. talked about this. So, like, they're not, though. They're trained that this is a combat situation yeah. in all cases and aren't trained to learn to, like, do everything possible to treat it differently and... That, I think that's a huge shift, and that's why I think we talk about like you have issues with um, the warrior uh, mindset. Oh, <laughs> Fucking Dave Grossman. <laughs> yeah, Grossman. Sorry, with the Grossman stuff. But but I think that for me and for military people, Grossman is a great resource. Oh yeah, for but sure. That, but that should not be directly translated to someone whose job it is is to protect the sheep. Like to their community and then not recognize the sheep from the wolves, and that's where their their difference in training is not really being sufficient. I think is the ability to differentiate the two. But yeah, I had a whole other thing I was going to say. I can't remember what it was now. Sorry, go ahead. You, I'll, I'll well, be right back. Well, I, I mean, I know. Uh, like I said, you're right. You know, the thing is, is, is. We grew up in, in such different environments where, where us trying to protect ourselves are seen threatening to others, even though we're just trying to do the same thing that everybody else is claiming to do. And, and it, it, I mean, it's, it's a reality. And I think that if law enforcement was trained to recognize certain things and, and recognize that there is no need to, to escalate things, you just got to try and de-escalate. Um, it, I mean, I don't know how much it would actually change, but you know, uh, there definitely is a, is a gap in the, in training for those that are supposed to be protecting us. Definitely is. And, and, and I'll say that because even as a Marine, I've gone back to Los Angeles and, and similar things have happened to me. And, and, you know, um, because this right here, right in LA for someone of, of my, can tell my, my skin color is considered basically a criminal, right? So, but anyway. and, I, and I don't know how many know me, and I know Rasan knows, and, and Enrique, you may actually not even know this. So, like, 
to, you may have no idea to what level of like how deep that irritates the shit out of me that we have that problem in America, but that it. I I just yeah. like look. I've learned a lot, and I've met many people. In order for me to not be able to categorize a group of people, a group of European Americans, like Cronin said it. I don't, I don't, I no longer have the same mentality I had when before, right? Do I know and I understand and believe that there are people out there that are going to continue to, to treat me a certain way? Yeah, I know that. But I've learned to know, unlike those that treat me that way, that, that I shouldn't categorize, you know, a group of people just because someone, one person, two people or whatever feel a certain way. And I'm glad I, I learned that, you know, because I literally was very, 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 uh, I don't know how to say this. I mean, I was racist. I was racist yeah. like white people. I was. That's just the truth. That is, that, that's the fact. Well, I mean, I, it, it's difficult not to be bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially yeah. when, you know, we, uh, me and Enrique, we used to go to the East LA Vita. You were there with me, right? Yes, right. Yeah. Remember that I, shit? Yeah, we worked for the fucking sheriff's department. You know what I mean? Like we we uh we did like this whole like if you ever watched uh what the, was the name of that shit that program way back in the day? Like the Scare Straight. Yeah, Scare Straight. Like basically, me and Enrique we did like a Scare Straight program for like. But it was mil- instead of like taking them to the jails, they would go through like we would play drill instructor on trouble. Mm. Yeah, like straight straight up gangbangers, except for like a couple of people that were like weird that were there. I remember, like, this one chick that was there, she went to the wrong program, but she still stuck with it, which is odd to me. But anyway, um, we had to deal with, like, straight-up gangbangers in East L.A., and we're obviously, you know, trying to help that community. But for, like, somebody like me and Enrique, on the way home, we could still get pulled over by the local, you know... Sheriff's department. Yeah. The people working with yeah and they can still fuck with us and it's just like we're helping you to make your community yeah. better and we can still get fucked with by you it's like what the fuck so yeah it's it's difficult not to be bitter in america um when you're, if you're not white. yeah and it's or or specifically this was one thing i wanted to make too or if you don't look white right which was yeah kind of one that's, of the things i was going to go to which was um, i grew up on a reservation i'm actually a big part native american and it you know, you talk about the access to firearms, and yes, there is a completely different mentality in that amongst the Native Americans too, which is that that was kind of one of the things that contributed to the loss, you know, to the ability to lose access to the lands that you treated with respect and saw as a part of your society. No one owned it, and it just—I learned a lot of that growing up. And didn't even realize that I was then going to move outside of that tribal, like, training and and mentality and understanding and then not be looked at as anything other than any other white dude walking around. Like, and I just wasn't even aware that that was a thing. And it's so weird. And that's, I think, when we talked about um, racism for me was a big mind shift to understand because I... I wasn't aware of it when I grew up that, that I was going to be outside of this thing a little bit, you know, and it was really weird. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something and this is just for me. 
I'm not going to put words in your mouth because this is... There's certain things you guys can talk about. But I can talk about it because I'm outside the Marine Corps right now. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Alright? There's, there's I've been disenfranchised with America over the past couple of years. To be honest with you. And, you know, I fought for this country. Um, I used to have a much better relationship with this country. And I've realized now that, like, what I've been taught, like, what I've went through in this country... Um, has kind of been like through rose-colored glasses. Like when people talk about now, like so, I'm in a bunch of like Marine Corps veterans groups, and um, they're all they all say, you know, oh, there's no racism in the Marine Corps, and I'm just like, no, nobody talk, nobody do you guys talk, okay? Because I don't want you guys to fucking mix up in this shit. But when somebody says that, and I remember back in like back when I was in, and they're like, well, there's there's no racism in the Marine Corps, but there's dark green and green Marines, and I'm just like. Okay, so as a young man, I took that as a totally different way. But as an older, fucking, well, much more well-educated person now, um, obviously that you're 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 saying that there is a difference between two people. If you're saying it's dark green and green marines, obviously you're you're setting the precedent that there's a fucking difference. And yes, at times, I'm not saying all the time in the Marine Corps, but at times people were treated differently. I have definitely seen. Um, shit pop off between people that are white or black or whatever um, just because of the color of their skin, even in the Marine Corps. It's much more prevalent in different um, branches that I've seen as a, as a contractor. But in the Marine Corps, when somebody tells you that there's, like, no racism in the Marine Corps or in the military in general, like, it, it's fucking bullshit. Because, like, we're all... We come from the same group of people that live in America. And so you're yeah. going to tell me that all of a sudden that same sub subset of people, like the... My one of my best friends in the Marine Corps, uh, Hatwan. He never even fucking knew. He knew one black guy, one fucking black guy when he was growing up. So I, we had conversations. Like I don't think he's racist at all. Like we had good times, but like he said some like mildly racist shit on accident. But it's only because he's not used to like seeing people like me, and shit like that happens all the time in the Marine Corps. I think that most people like they just put it aside. But like, you know, the Marine Corps is not racist, but like. You can't you can't separate racism from people that humanity. Yeah, like you just you can't. Yeah, like we're not. It's not an altruistic thing. So, I guess so. Maybe you can't separate it in the United States because of the history, and that's a big part of what we talked about too. In yeah. when we talked about racism, right, was that there's a history here that makes it really hard culturally and historically to not think about it differently and we have to get past that at some point i do want to make one point which was you talked about there being two groups but really there's three because oh what, yes. were female, what were female marines called yes wms yeah sorry I, why were you said that i knew and exactly what you're talking about total yeah. shit too right and and we we're doing a lot to move past that but it's hard like and that's not easy and and none of us are saying in this group that any of the shit we're talking about is like oh easy problem here's a solution like it's not. None of these things are easy to get past. They're learned over lifetimes worth of stuff. And the only way to fix it is to make little efforts, little incremental things. Like you have to keep constantly chipping away at it. And I think we are. I think society is. But I think it's, in a lot of cases, not moving fast enough. Like there are things that can change that haven't been changed and need to. Yeah, I think that there's honestly there's unfair pressure on the military for some of these things, um, now that I'm out, like when people are talking about now, like transgender people being, you know, in the military, which I'm all for, 
But it's like they were pushing for transgender people and, you know, and people being homosexual in the military. Like, way before, like, even right now, like, there's states in the United States where you can't get married if you're gay. But you're going to push the entire military to push. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for gay marriage. I'm all for transgender people. Um, But, like, listen, you need to get America on board before you start pushing the military to do these sorts of things. And it, it's unfortunate, and I get that. I get that it's painful, but you, you can't take the same group of people that believe in that certain thing, and then all of a sudden they join the military. And you, they they're gonna forget it. Like that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like we need when it, when changes starts start in America, it needs to start with the goddamn civilians, and then we and then it, it pushes it forward. Because I mean, in the military. I think people misunderstand what the military is for. Like we're we're. We're here to, like, defend the country and fight wars. We're not here to push some fucking social agenda. Unless it's, like, sort of propaganda on some other country. But that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but all, all militaries do that. I would love to do a propaganda. Like, a, yeah, that would be a great, that'd be a great conversation. Yeah, well, you know, all militaries. That, that's part of the, the thing. But it's like, you, you don't start with the military to push social change. That's fucking stupid. It's never going to work. No. Especially with a bunch of alpha males. Yeah. Start with colleges. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're starting with colleges on other things. So, I mean. Like what? Go ahead, say it. <laughs> no. But that's another topic. Nervous? <laughs> 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 we already had the disclaimer. This is just your position. I agree with Cronus. Uh, totally. I mean, you know. Just like he he said, you know, I don't, I don't have any issues with the way anybody lives their life or choose to the, live their life or choose who they who they want to love or whatnot. But, you know, uh, being ready to defend the nation requires us to be ready at a moment's notice. And then some some of the some of the um, requirements for just certain certain folks that decide to have a certain type of lifestyle kind of kind of defeats the purpose of readiness. And, and uh, I mean, that's one of the things that I kind of kind of like was reading up on a while back when they started doing the whole, you know, when, when the whole uh, controversy of, you know, our, the previous administration, you know, doing the whole thing about transgenders and all that. I'm like, there's kind of a point there, right? Like, you know, if, 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 if let, let's just take away the, the fact that, you know, you, you're, you're transgender or, or you require certain therapy or certain whatever, you know, even the fact that you're just not medically qualified to deploy kind of makes you like worthless as far as being ready to deploy to defend the country. So, if, you know, if, if I'm going to medical like every fucking week and I can't train, I can't go to the field, I can't become proficient in my MOS because I got to go get, you know, my knee or my breathing or whatever the case may be, or my treatments for whatever. Basically the Marine Corps just has me around and it's paying me and it's paying for my medical to just it. And, and at the end of the day, I won't be able to perform my duties to defend the country. Uh, I honestly, I, I don't know what it takes, what type of medical procedures it takes to, to, to do whatever lifestyle you choose to do. I have nothing against it, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that it's, it, it's similar to someone who has, you know, who requires attention, who yeah. requires a lot of medical so attention. So let me, I will civilian smooth part of this out with what you said. All right. Um, so when it comes to people that are transgender, I do have a certain limit on what I would find as acceptable in certain scenarios. All right. So 
when it comes to like combat sports and being in the military, if you are on uh, certain sorts of hormones or performance enhancing drugs, then I think that that's kind of a deal breaker. Not even kind of, it's a deal breaker. Because if if you're telling, because it needs to be fair. To, to me, it comes down to fairness. If I cannot take testosterone in the Marine Corps for whatever reason, because that's a performance-enhancing drug, then nobody else should. And if, if, if you're getting, you know, whatever other surgeries that you want to get, you know, I understand that there's all these other things that you want to have happen. But um, I think if you're on that level of you want to change your body and all that stuff, I think that perhaps do it before you join the military or after. Not while you're in because you're putting yourself on a different... And this, If you're a civilian listening to this, you might be kind of confused. You might be thinking, I'm saying some anti-transgender shit. I'm not. What I'm saying is actual fairness. If I cannot take testosterone when I'm in the military or a male cannot take, you know, um, either way, extra estrogen or extra testosterone, whatever, if they can't do that but somebody else can, that's not fair because it literally is enhancing, especially testosterone, it's enhancing your performance no matter what, no matter what you're doing. It's Let me, so it. one thing Enrique specifically said is kind of the key piece of this. Whether can or can't, the issue is if we're in a FOB, forward deployed, yeah, in a, in a unique like environment where we are going to be weeks or months where we're like, I hope to fucking God I have food tomorrow. We're back at level one freaking concerns, yeah. right? We're worrying about fighting and dying tomorrow. I don't have extra testosterone vials fucking sitting around inside my pack. Like, that's not something that we're going to carry around. And so the reality is, like, if you require those injections to just exist on a daily basis, those are medical concerns that you require. Those are not things that can be cared for when deployed forward. So in that case, you're no longer deployable, which means you're in, like, a medically reserved status, which could be a short term and say, like, you've completed 90% of your transition and just need this last little bit. Fine. But, like... There is a there is a balancing act that has to occur. There has to be a conversation there where are you really ready to do this thing? And if you don't require any more direct medical support, then then you're ready to. So I mean like I will give you a real simple thing that has zero to do with any of these very personal and politically charged conversations, which is that before I deployed, I had to have a root canal. Because this tooth was fucked up, right? It was not going to, I was not going to be able to stay safe while I was deployed for a year with that tooth. So I had to have a root canal done. So this is a procedure you usually have to schedule weeks in advance, a month in advance. And I was deploying in a week. (laughs) They found a doctor who will get that tomorrow. And I went the next day and I got a root canal because I had to have it done, done, not a medical concern when I was deployed to Afghanistan. And so those are the same level of concerns that we have. It literally is the same. I know it's very personal and I know that it's very like something that is, is not someone else's problem. But when it comes to how you can be supported in that, if that's not able to be provided at the most forward location, that needs to be a consideration. And that, that's all he's trying to say. Yeah, let me give a slight caveat. If you do yeah. not, if you're transgender and you do not require any of the things that we're talking about, then this doesn't apply to you at all. 
Yeah, not like, at all. If, if you just, you're, you're ready to go. Like yeah. I, I'm saying, I, I have no problem hey, get you getting whatever it is that you need to get to the stage that you need to. But readiness is, is just, 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 it's, it's just, it's, it's mere definition. Readiness. Ready. You no longer need any additional treatments, any additional, you know, oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Any additional, <laughs> any additional medical requirements or nothing. Hey, man, like, I don't, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm just saying I don't mind having you on my team. Yeah. But we all need to be ready. Yeah. Well, it's all, another thing real quick, though. Just so I can yeah. level a playing field here. I've known Marines that were in for longer than I was. I was in for about five years that never deployed. And I'm just right. like, why the but fuck why? haven't you deployed? What the fuck is your problem? Like, fucking seriously. So that, for me, like, if you're in the Marine Corps, you should want to deploy all the fucking time. Like, all the time. Fuck Garrison. Like, seriously, the, one of the greatest things that happened to me in my entire Marine Corps career is when yeah. Gunny Reyes sent me on the Olympic Mute. The Mute. Yeah. The Mute. I fucking yeah. hated... <laughs> I didn't realize how much... I thought I hated the Marine Corps until I got sent on the Mute. I just fucking hated yeah. Nightcom. <laughs> I, I have to say, like, it's one of the one things that I am frustrated I never got a chance to do, which is be on a Mute, because... Oh, like so I've awesome. just always been other places. I mean, I've done crap loads of stuff, but it's like that's one of those things. You're like, mm, I really wish I had done that because that that seems like the thing you know that really really makes you connect with what we're doing. So I just so yeah, but 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 going back to what what Krona uh, said, you know, some of these guys are medically, you know, unqualified mm. to deploy in the Marine Corps. What does the Marine Corps do? Yeah, process them now. Get the fuck right. out. Yeah. Like, it's it's not for you. And, it, and, it, and it's okay. The Marine Corps is not for everybody. And I get that. Um, it, it, it should be... Honestly, for me, the people that should be Marines should be getting more and more fucking narrow. Not more and more yeah. wider. Like, it, that for me, that's just the way it should be. Like, I, like if you want to be... Uh, to do something else in the military... Like, listen, there's the Army. There's the Navy. There's the fucking uh, Air Force. And there's... The D- Department of not, not Homeland Security. I guess it is now. It's the uh, Space Force. No, not Space. The Space Force too. But there's the <laughs> fucking Coast Guard. Coast Guard. It's the DOT or something like that. Department of Transportation. But I, Transportation. I think got yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just like listen. If you're in the Marine Corps, like the, the our purpose is to go fucking fuck shit up. Like that's our purpose. Support, or at least support those who do. Yeah, yeah. And that that's it's hilarious. Well, once you guys get out. As pogues, yeah. people will be like so quick to point out that you're a pogue. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. But is this an insult? No. <laughs> like I don't. I don't I, I've been doing this long enough too to be able to say like anybody who's like, oh, you're a pogue. Be like, so did you ever call for air support or get a medevac yeah. or did you get food? Did you, did you get use, any of those things? Ever use well, your you fucking radio? Really show that yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I'm fine with like I don't mind. Being a support yeah. guy, like I, even when I was in, like I don't care about being a support guy. Like it, that doesn't bother me. Well, we are well into this and um, are well off topic. Yeah, that we are. <laughs> Sorry, but this is the group you've chosen to listen to. Yeah, and there's a couple of Marines all enjoying our time. Um, Marines, a couple means two. A few. You're right. A few. You say a few. Yeah, a three or a few or because then because then then once we go four we go several right yeah the only one that 
that has witnessed me stand Tekon watch and the other one that is watching me do stuff I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> be, be sad about not being on Tekon watch. I used to watch you DJ. You taught me how to DJ a little bit. DJ XC. Oh. I'm just saying. I was fucking awesome. I remember that. I can't remember. I can't believe you remember everything that we used to about i remember lockdown. some things i remember a lot, i forget a lot of shit too but that, that that shit i remember so i don't know do i do i need to just like make a couple of key points on the current like the most recent one yes and, we, okay. and make it at least three minutes long because i have to use the bathroom <laughs> okay go ahead uh, i'll be ready for your return guess the parents comments so i i i think as you can you can edit me out as much as you want uh, we are going to do very little editing. So one of the one of the things I thought was kind of really big on it was the we talk about things being means tested. It means like um, it, you have to do certain things or be in a specific group in order to qualify. And so the current one, the most recent one that we got, was actually had an adjusted means test compared to the first one. So. Cronus uh, specifically mentioned the whole 99,000 and then 198,000. Uh -huh. Those numbers significantly decreased for this most recent one. And that was like a uh, an acceptance of we're not going to pass anything if we don't reduce those who qualify to actually receive the stimulus, which is kind of crazy, right? We're talking about at the beginning of this where realistically, at least what this group kind of believes is that you should have just take that money and give it to the people in almost 80 to 90% of the cases. Just that, take the money, give it to the people. What's up? That was in an effort to try to in, and focus more those who actually needed it, right? So trying to cut off those higher incomes. Yeah, so so the, the, the 99 slash 198, right? So I, yeah, go ahead. Is now reduced to... Uh, I lost it. Where'd it go? So seventy-five each, or one hundred fifty thousand for the couples. Yeah. Um, so then, that's reduced it to that amount, which reduces the number who qualify. Um, it, it sounded like Corona said even in the first case he didn't qualify. So, I, but it's still it's still frustrating that we're saying I, I think that there should be qualifications, but I think they, those numbers need to be higher. Um, Maybe that's a personal drive because it scares me that that was that close, right? Like, I'm like, oh, we're that close. But, like, we bust our ass. Like, we both work very, very hard for what we do. And to think that the government is then going to say, we make enough money that we are considered wealthy and, like, don't need the support um, when it could be helpful. It could definitely take care of some things we're concerned with. Uh, well, are they are they coronavirus specific? No, um, I I don't know. It just it's a little weird, and we think about it on a society level because these kinds of things, these kind of programs, these kinds of messages that are sent with money by the government tell us what we are supposed to do and how we are supposed to behave and how we are supposed to interact with others. Most of the best ways we can drive people to make decisions on how they interact and how they behave on a daily basis are all tied to what we tell them costs them money or how they 
can make money. So what things like this tell me is that like, ah, shoot, I need to not make much more money. If I make much more beyond this, I can't access these things that the government is going to provide us, which is not what we want to incentivize. That's not how we want to tell people to behave, right? I mean, that's at least my impression of adjusting these numbers to the point where now instead of 99,000 and 198, it's 75 and 150, right? So, oh, sorry, you made you made enough last time, but now now it's too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a huge problem with means testing when it comes to, like, these yeah. these programs. Like, we're all paying into it. I mean, y- you guys know me. Like, I'm a huge fan of universal basic income because mm-hmm. I think it's far more fair to people. Everybody gets it. And the people that make that are actually wealthy and rich, um, they're getting – they're paying – they should be paying way more into the system if they're taxed correctly, which they're not right now. No. Um, and they're getting far less out of it. So that's fair, but for but right now I'm paying way more into the system, and for these and last did. three stimulus packages, I've gotten literally zero. Zero. So like, yeah. why am I paying taxes? Like seriously. So that you have really great roads in California. Yeah, no, fuck that. I don't. <laughs> I don't have good roads in California. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. And. Uh, I, I, I told you, like, today I was wearing my infrastructure sexy fucking sweatshirt when I went to the pool. Yeah, I have to wash mine, but, yeah. So the new that. versions do make it so it's a little clearer to read the infrastructure. Okay. I think there's some, some adjustments we need to make to t-shirts. I think um, Us versus Them, is that a shirt already? I'm, I'm out of it at this point. Hopefully. I, I'm pretty sure it is. But I think so, too. So t- one, hold on. one note real quick. So Teespring, they have American sizes. So I bought a medium, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is big!" <laughs> like, I'm used yeah. to like, like a medium, medium, like a smaller medium. But yeah, it's fine. It's it's so hard to keep track of that stuff these days. Because so like, I made sure when ordering my helmet to order extra large because I'm fairly certain the sizes are going to be skewed and it will be too small for my big ass head. I'm concerned that extra large will not be big enough. That's how that's how I'm thinking about things. Your head doesn't seem that big. You're not that big. I, <laughs> I like I wear so it's a seven and a quarter for like regular uh, fitted baseball caps, which is a pretty large size. I've worn a hat in a while. Sorry, ever since I got out of the ring car, yeah. I was like, no, no more fucking hats. I'm sorry, no, no more covers. Uh, no, it's a hat. It's a hat. See, here's the difference. Here's the difference. When you wear a hat that looks fashionable, that's a hat. Yeah. When you wear a stupid ass eight pointed, who the fuck wears this hat? That's called a cover. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't and my girlfriend asked me like, "Why don't you wear a hat?" I'm like, "I had to wear a hat for fucking like five fucking years. I'm done. Yeah, now I'm wearing hats." <laughs> and it a hat that people will yell at you for not wearing. That's what's really different. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, so um, you and I able to yell at us like, "What's gonna happen?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're also all three of us at this point are zero concerns. I have I have zero fucks to give if anybody. You know, that I don't have a hat on. Building today without a cover, like I literally walked towards your building without a cover at work, <laughs> without a hat. For those of you looking, I'm yeah. my hat and uh, and uh, Ed, Ed, <laughs> and he goes. Where's your, where's your, where's your, I was like, what are they going to do? Uh, make me retire? 
<laughs> I did. I did the opposite, which was I got off my motorcycle this morning, and I just went straight in the building all the way to my office with my helmet on <laughs> all the way. Fuck you guys! I don't care. I am because here's why. This is hopefully no Marines are listening at this point. <laughs> That's because there was like one minute left until colors. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah, you trying to get in the like, building. <laughs> that, I'm getting inside as quick as I can. Oh my god. So this what? is this is coming from the guy this is coming from the guy who ten years ago paid Marines if they would just run out of the building and put their cover on and salute colors. Even wow. uh, if the Marines were listening, they probably were, would also try to avoid it. So <laughs> That's yeah, so that was I was like oh, cutting it close. Rasan, off of a motorcycle. Lock, lock, lock. I'm going inside. Remember Corbell? Corbell would literally stand outside just to hear that thing and pop yeah. the fucking. People are fucking weird, man. It's still motivating. It's still great. I, like, mean, I love hearing. It, but, like, it, I was in a hurry today. Yeah. No, I mean, it's great, but it's also it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, depending on what you have hey, to do. Are you still in when they, when they uh, change the rule about wearing your cover while you drive your POV? No, they. Change that? You have to wear it while you're... So before you had to wear it, if you're in POV uniform, you had to wear your cover. Now we don't have to wear it. You can have to cover. So for a little while while I was in, I remember you didn't have to wear it if it impeded your... um, Yeah, that was the exception. Right, That was the exception, but for the most part, it really didn't impede anybody's freaking thing, right? But now it's like you don't have to wear it, period. Like you don't... Nothing. That's great, because I got in an argument with... uh, uh, I forget his fucking name, but yeah, we got into like a serious argument because I was like driving a car and my car had a, I had a huge windshield and I was where I took, I didn't have my cover on because the way I wore it would cut off part of my vision. Right. And so he, he said, well, your windshield is so big. Why are you worried about wearing your cover? I'm like, bitch, do you not know how to fuck covers work? Like if I'm, if I'm have a cover and the bill is here it doesn't matter how fucking big my windshield is. That's how <laughs> solid objects work. <laughs> this is one That's of the reasons. physics. Yeah, it's like, God damn. This, this is one of the reasons I why I got that. the Marine Corps. Because I had people that are above me that are fucking stupid. And I'm just like, if you can't understand solid objects, how are you my fucking boss? <laughs> I actually had that conversation with Addison, who's 10, the other day. Which was like, she's like, That's not physics. I was like, no, look. Everything is physics. Yeah. <laughs> like if if you're talking about like, oh, I can see through that. Well, it's because light moves physics immediately. As soon as you start talking about how things interact, physics. But uh, but also, I, I'm going to tell a story too. So like, I had because it kind of fits the scenario, and it's a superior telling you shit. So like, as a lance corporal, I was washing all of the trucks. So every Sunday, if you're on crew shift for the airfield, you had to wash all the trucks. So the place the trucks were parked was like here and the wash rack was like here, not far away. It's like right there. So I'm going to go, I'm literally going to use a pressure washer and spray this thing and get all fucking wet. So I would go back and forth. I would grab the truck, drive to the wash rack, wash it off, take the truck, wash it, drive it back, grab the next truck, take it over. And I would do that. No blouse, no cover because I'm going to get wet. He's like, Hey, you need to have your cover on, and you have your blouse on, and you don't need to take your blouse off just so you don't have to wear your cover while you're driving. Like, the assumption was, 
I was taking my blouse off so that I didn't have to wear my cover so that I could drive the truck. I was like, no, I'm taking it off because I don't want to get all of my clothes wet. But leadership had already made an assumption of what my decision-making process was rather than asking me. This, Frustrating. See, this, is, this is why I couldn't stay in. <laughs> yeah. I just decided to get into a position where I'm not going to make those assumptions. Yeah, you, you are definitely better men than me. I was a, uh, I quit. <laughs> I was like, I, I couldn't deal with it. It's like that guy from uh, from Half Baked. He's like, "Fuck you guys," throwing rolls at people. Rasan yeah. Rasan was a pretty belligerent lance corporal. I'll tell you. So was I though. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, but I didn't work with you. I worked with Rasan. Yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> I just, I just made it through. I just managed to get through that thing. And he picked up Corporal. He's like, "Don't fucking come, Corporal." Yeah. <laughs> I when I got were you there when I got Corporal? No, you weren't. Yes, when I was. I, you got promoted, to Corporal, when I was still there. Yes, year. but you weren't there when I actually got promoted. Like because when they told me I was getting, I was gonna pick up. This is after I got hit with stop loss. All right. Was so, there? I saw you. I saw you pick up Corporal. You were wearing the rank. What, and then I. You were there for the ceremony because I was on the Mew still. Uh, I know, I, I know that you were, you picked the corporal while I was the last one. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I, no, 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 definitely you were still in, I, I was still in when, we knew each other when I picked up corporal, but you weren't there when I picked up corporal, like the actual location. So oh, maybe you came back as a corporal, I don't know. Yeah, I, I came back as a corporal. So what happened yeah. was I was on the Mew, and this is after I hit stop loss, and somebody came up to me and was like, you're picking up corporal, and I was like, really and they're like yeah so i i uh they're like you need to find somebody to promote you so i found dave mayna who was a sergeant at the time and so i found dave i was like hey man i want you to pin me on and he's like okay cool so you know like an hour goes by and he's bullshitting around i'm like hey man like the ceremony is like now what the fuck you doing and so he's like oh you serious i was like yeah (laughs) like i'm really picking it up like four years fucking later (laughs) you know because I had nobody believed that I was gonna I was gonna pick that shit up. It was only because of the fucking cutting score. Because I was in a, I was in a uh, a very small MOS. I'm not saying. Listen, I was not the best marine, and I'll freely admit that I was not the best marine. Enrique can definitely tell you about that. Not the best marine. I knew my actual fucking job, but I wasn't the best marine. So when I picked up corporal, for, and for somebody else to be like, I don't believe you. That's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> very reasonable. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about Mirasan that we have a, really a lot in common is um, our original MOS, right, was discontinued from Marine Corps with the fleet. Yeah, and they just basically said, um, "Go over there and learn that." <laughs> so, yeah. ended up going over to the data side, right? Stuck me in TechCon, so that's how I ended up in TechCon because we were both freaking HFCCOC. Fucking yeah. nurse. Yeah. And, you know, even when we were going through school, they were like, uh, yeah, your MOS just doesn't exist anymore. So when you get there. Because <laughs> we have email. <laughs> you'll do something. So, anyway, that's 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 the story. Yeah. yeah. Montgomery, if you remember that name. I almost got in a fight with that guy on more than one occasion in comm school. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. wait, hold on. So on the next season of Balance Exchange, we're going to dedicate at least one episode to talking about Marine shit. All right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to like, let's have a bunch of other Marines on 
just talk about marine shit because I, I feel like this is it's fun for me to do. I don't give a fuck yeah. about the the listeners. If you listen to it, <laughs> please listen. We'll have that. We'll have that episode, which is like a fuck you. We don't care. We're just gonna talk about some cool shit. Yeah, because we do a bunch of cool. Like I thought I did a bunch of cool shit. So and you yeah. guys definitely yeah, do I, cooler shit. I hear the Mew. I mean, because I was in the Mew. I was in Thirteenth Mew. Like yeah, pumps and uh, so. It was awesome. That, that that thing made my like. If it wasn't for the Mew, just like you, if it wasn't for the Mew, I probably wouldn't be sitting at twenty two years right now. Yeah, twenty two. Jesus Christ! Why are we so old, man? Why are we so old? <laughs> old dudes, old dudes pontificating. <laughs> you're you're forty now, like, right? That, that could also be the name of the podcast. Old yeah, dudes pontificating. But, <laughs> but in all reality, I hit twenty two this September. This year. I had 22 years and basically going to retire in three more. So I'll be here for another three years. I'm trying to convince Papa Bear to fucking stay here three more years with me. Jesus Christ. That's a hard sell. Not like anybody else wants to come here. <laughs> I would have No been... one else wants to come. Hmm. Well, maybe let me rephrase that. No one else wants to come to 29 Palms. Everybody wants to come. It, hey, listen. If, if uh, some contracting company wants to pay me... 190 a year to live there i'll move <laughs> you know we, we do have a lot of uh civilian instructor openings uh. yeah the... so post post what anybody else can actually see we're gonna have a conversation <laughs> um so i will i, I want to point out two things that are on topic and then i want to close with one off topic sure. and i think we can kind of close ourselves out because we are running up on time um so interesting thing is that out of the total 1.9 of the most, sorry, $1.9 trillion. With a T. Yeah, big T that we were talking about that is the entire stimulus package. You got a timeout? No, nope. that that's a T for trillion. Big T. <laughs> big T for trillion. So uh, $400 billion, With a yes. B. With a B is what was given out in order to make that six thousand dollars or whatever. What is it? Sorry, uh, fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred per person is that number. Sorry, what I just said. I'm out of it right now. Four hundred billion, right? So to make that, we need the four hundred billion to make the one the fourteen hundred per person. So how much went to states? Just state governments? Like, hey, states, here's some stuff. Take care of programs, whatever. Guess should be around three hundred billion. Should be three fifty. Yeah, three hundred fifty billion. So almost the exact same amount they're giving to people, they're just giving out to the states to say, figure shit out. Which is dumb. I mean, it's what are they going to do with it? Are you providing them with directives? I'm looking literally at the thing. So hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's gonna take me one second. If y'all got something to talk about, do it because this is gonna take me a second. It's just, it's just free money. It's just free money for states. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because people pay state taxes, so they should be able yeah. to use those state taxes to pay for whatever the fuck they needed to anyway. And if they need to go yeah. into deficit as well, then so be it. You know? It, this is when it comes into, like, the overlapping shit that I was talking about yeah. like, at the beginning of the podcast. Like, there's a lot of these programs that overlap shit that if you would just given the money to the people... Um, we would have been all right. We would have been like, so we've had three stimulus, uh, checks at this point. 
if he'd have just given those stimulus checks to the actual people, we would have everybody would have gotten paid more than a thousand dollars a month um, since this started. More than a thousand dollars a month. And true. I mean, even from, from just the first one, that was more than eight thousand dollars. So that's that's eight months. And then we had two more, and the vast majority of it goes where? Not towards us. It goes towards people that get. It's the whole the, the idea of the trickle down economy is fucking bullshit. Like, why would? How can you have a trickle down economy when you're incentivizing corporations to make a profit? It's yeah, literally that's impossible. I was saying like everybody has this 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 imaginary results of the trickle down effect by you know uh giving all this money to these corporations and it's not it's it just really isn't there so like the the opposite is the ideal which is just fucking don't take my money away in the first place yeah mm-hmm. so frustrating sorry <laughs> uh, so the specifics for the state stuff too is like super vague so if you go to the state piece it says uh, extension of emergency state staffing flexibility that's like the only thing I found, which was state specific. So it talks about as long as states are providing programs that support um, their citizens during coronavirus, whatever. Um, Super vague, very vague. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I'm gonna read it exactly so that we get we get exactly the words. No, so, no, it, it's gonna be vague. Like I, if you read it, it if you read it word by word, it'd be vague. <laughs> With respect to personnel standards on a merit base on an emergency temporary basis as needed to respond to the spread of COVID-19, such modifications shall be disregarded for the purpose of applying Section 303 of the Social Security Act. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, like, as long as you're doing something, you get this money to pay your people from the state to, to support things. But literally almost, when you're talking about these big dollar amounts, $400 billion and $350 billion are pretty close. Yeah, pretty close numbers at that range to pay state staffers and state program people to do stuff. But other than just, again, giving double the amount, double to the people, probably a significant portion of which are also then those state staffers. Like those people will be getting the money anyways. Yeah, because you're still paying taxes. Yeah, their their, oh. their income their income initially comes from all of our taxes being paid. So I mean, they're, they're so, does, no... so does ours for the two who are still active duty. Yeah. <laughs> We're still getting paid because people are paying taxes. I am no longer yeah. a burden. <laughs> the the great thing is here that uh, we we really want to acknowledge the fact that Cronus is paying paying my salary. Yeah, well, thanks. But, act, thanks. But so are you. but so are you. Like this is the. <laughs> I pay my own wages. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking dumb. Like <laughs> when I was in, I was like, "Why am I paying taxes?" Like you gotta pay your own wages. It's so fucking. It, it's stupid. And then for the civilians that are listening to this, if you are a young uh, marine or young anybody in the armed forces, once you have a kid, you're automatically signed up for WIC, and there's another program too. There's like two. It's like two or three different programs. That are social programs automatically, because you're so fucking poor that you can't afford your basic no. needs. How so fucking entry up level? Is that? But, and you talking about entry level like marine, junior, like, yeah, yeah, junior marine, which is yeah, 
it's like yeah because they're because their income qualifies them for yes. for those programs How... i can't think of what the other one was wick was definitely one of them it's wicked and something else yeah. but i was just like when i got that i was like what the fuck like <laughs> and, immediately and the funny thing is, is like most people think that wick is only for women but mm. no no, it's not like Wick. It's not even for them. It's, it's really it's for the for families. Yeah, it's for families. Yeah, yeah. And so needed. the other one that I really, really regularly used was like access to a food a food locker on base. I don't know if that's like a separate name for it, but we got Wick, and then I was able to go to the food locker and get like bread, vegetables, and bread, and yeah. and peanut butter and milk and stuff like really, really fundamental oh. foods things. Which yeah. again. Yeah, that you what? Not it's not not keto, so don't go get it. So I'm gonna oh, tell you this cool. from the keto. from the other side. This infuriates me because I've told this story before on the podcast. I'll say it again. Yeah, as a civilian, after I got out of the Marine Corps, um, I had a similar skill set. I was getting paid hundreds with an S on the end of thousands of dollars. To do a job that I could have done when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, But when I was in the Marine Corps, I was so fucking poor that I had to be put on social programs because I couldn't get paid as much as I should have gotten paid. It's fucking bullshit. And it still occurs to this day. So, so, so just, just maybe this will be another topic or whatever the case would be. But uh, so uh, another reason why uh, socialism Right, where everybody gets paid the same regardless of what your job is. Like you could be a data guy that could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars out in the real world as a corporal, is getting paid the exact same fucking money as a truck driver corporal, right? Because just because they are the same fucking rank. Right? Yeah. In Actually, a, in a, in a, <laughs> and if you're talking socialism, then you should be talking about yeah. there so, are no hierarchies, there are no there are- for lowers, there's nothing. Everybody has the same access yeah. to it. Enrique, you just actually kind of blew my mind what you just said. The military literally is the actual definition of socialism. Yeah, so so this is what I always tell people. The military is... <laughs> here. This is the, the exact the actual. words that I use. Yeah. The military <laughs> is a, it, it, is a uh, socialist dictatorship that defends democracy. Yeah, it literally is. And so the last, I think it was the last podcast, maybe two ago, maybe three ago, when I broke down the definitions of socialism socialism and uh, fuck the other one, communism, communism. And I was like, how they don't apply like anywhere, but in the military, in the U.S. military, it does. Yeah. Because we all get paid the fucking same, even though. Regardless of what your job is, your skill set. Yeah. You you can tell me, Mm -hmm. listen, a grunt that's in the Marine Corps. Their job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how dare you? Anyway, yeah. a grunt, their job in the Marine Corps is of the utmost importance. All yep. of our jobs support them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing that. But no, once they absolutely. get outside of the Marine Corps, their value to our society as an American is vastly diminished. Yep. My job but as a yeah, data guy... Perceived that way. It's perceived that way because... We don't have to deal with conflict on our own shores because we send those guys out somewhere else to fight and make the fights happen somewhere else. Yes, and uh, yeah, and there's a whole argument like that's kind of wrong. But um, what you said was right. But like the fact that that exists is kind of wrong. 
But the fact that I'm getting paid the same amount as somebody that as a civilian skill set, my value is hundreds of thousands of dollars and their skill set is tens of thousands of dollars is fucked up. And but, and you've mentioned you've mentioned too that while on that contract and making hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that job, you were still getting wage theft because yes. the, the 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 contract that organization that paid you was getting way more for the skill that you were yeah. then providing yeah. to the to the level of millions yeah. and you were getting this hundreds of thousands. I was getting like, paid less than a quarter of the contract that the military was paying for my services. Yeah. And I was happy. Yep. To get paid yep. that money. Still. But, yeah. So, you know, whenever uh, whenever I hear uh, those, uh, some folks argue the whole socialism thing or free this or free that or whatnot, I'm like, look, like, join the military. <laughs> You'll get an experience of what socialism is because, I mean, as as much as people like to deny it, that that's that's just the way the military is. Because and the only way that socialism will work is if it's in a d- dictatorship. Yes. You, want, you, you want free lunch? Yeah. You want free lunch? <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, check this out. So it's like, hey, oh, you want free medical? Hey, okay, yeah. Hey, why the fuck did you miss your dental appointment? Why the fuck did you miss your fucking shots? Why uh, go fucking get your fucking shots, or we're gonna fucking reprimand you? Yeah. Okay, I'll get my shots. You got free medical. I will. Tell and you're gonna get all the shots. All the shots. Bro, hold, okay, hold on. Let's. Hold on. As you said oh. that, what the fuck? All right. So I read Post an article circle. a couple of days ago of forty percent of the people in the either the the Marine Corps or the military in general are declining the COVID shots. The COVID yes, vaccines. Yes. Okay. Good. What I, the I'm fuck? Glad you fucking brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because now it brings us full circle back to the COVID. Please. Right? So. So here's the thing. I have not gotten the COVID shot. I have not gotten the COVID shot. I have not either. Not, he, let me tell you my and yet, logic. And yet, I still have to be in the same office as him. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you this. Okay. One. Okay. It's, it's one of two things, right? If the COVID, and this is just me, my personal opinion, Enrique Laguna's opinion as a person, as, as a private citizen. Or well, also also military member. But if no, 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 you're talking private right now. That's okay. Just private. I'm gonna mention him in a minute. But all right, if the coronavirus was as serious as it is said to be, the government would not risk its troops to being susceptible to either being affected or dying by it. Therefore, they would have forced us to take it. It is a choice. They gave us the choice. It is voluntary. If you want to take it, or you don't want to take it. Second point to that is we're not sure what these fucking vaccines are going to do in the long term. So we're still not going to risk our troops. So we'll just give them the choice to take the shot. So I've taken the choice to not take the shot. Are you ready? (laughs) Enrique, are you ready? I'm always ready. Did you get the, the anthrax shot? That's what I'm saying. The anthrax shot was forced on me because anthrax could kill me. No. And the government is not willing to take How many people die from anthrax in America? Uh, so zero, right? That, <laughs> 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 is Hold on. Tell me what's more, zero or half a million. Yeah, but then why wouldn't they force me to do it? I, I Honestly, that choice of why is a choice is what I was going to ask you. 
I have no idea why the fuck it's a choice for you. No you idea. Can, I got that. So I have that. I have that. So the, the choice is that there's a limited number still, right? So we're expecting by by May. Shit. I almost I lost my screen. So we're expecting by May that we'll have enough to cover everybody in the United States. So right now it's still a choice because if we can conserve a few, we can we can inoculate those who have a greater need, right? A greater need yes. because yes. because we're looking at the tiers. So I think that we didn't do a good enough job in the military of saying within the military, those who need it now and those who could, could wait a little while and saying you who are our tier one, the same as we would do for citizens, get it now. No, I don't care. You don't have a choice because we can tell people that you're getting it now. And for those of us who are, don't require an exception to policy in order to PCS because the unit you're going to is a part of the accession process because you're teaching students or you're a drill instructor or you are a recruiter and you have to hit the streets. You have to train recruits. You have to train Marines. Like if we're yeah. those Marines, you have to get the shot because you are going to be exposed to Marines from across the freaking country. Okay. But let, okay. So devil's advocate going against my own, my own personal opinion here too. So I'm going to say this for the most part on average, People in the military have a higher, uh, they, they are healthier than your average American. Right. So, so I'm going to say that, you know, and most of us have, have a fitness level, have, a, have the, 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 the medical, the access to medical, uh, medical facilities and, you know, monitoring of our health more than the average person. So that's why I'm going to say maybe the risk, right? Cause we're always talking about in the military, you know, risk, risk versus, versus, uh, versus, uh, Reward. Yeah, this is sure. reward, right? So the majority of the military, right? No matter what branch it is, we're fucking healthy. Yeah. We're a healthy bunch. So right. So, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's that's where the risk, you know, taking kind of like they 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 really they took that risk on on saying as a choice. Um, and and I I just kind of wrote it wrote on it right sure. because and not to be not to put more float on my boat, but when it comes to fucking health I, I believe i'm probably at the higher level of health when it comes to even uh, you know military members will i take it i'm, I'm yeah so the, I'm, I'm eventually going to take it because a they're either going to force me to do it or or, or b something is going to happen where i'm going to have to take it so that i can do shit sure you know on a regular basis so but that that's just my take on it you know that was my first my first assessment my first you know uh conspiracy theory they would have forced me to do it if I really had to, but then at the other side, they know that we're all kind of really healthy, so you know it's no, not a really big risk. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're giving you. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm gonna give you a second, Corona. So I'm sorry. Okay. So go ahead. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I will bring into work Enrique's tinfoil hat. Continue. All right, cool. So the, Enrique, they're giving you shitty. Co- I'm gonna call you Exceed. So your 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 nickname on here will be Exceed because that's that's a cool nickname. That's one of your first nicknames, right? So. Yep. Um. That's kind of shitty code, right? So, w- when you say that you're healthy, obviously, yeah, yeah, you're you're healthy. I'm fucking healthy too. I'm healthy as fuck. I'm I'm healthier now than I was in the when I was in the Marine Corps. Like to be honest with you, like yeah. by a by a large margin. Um, but I also so for me personally, my girlfriend is my partner. We went over this before on the podcast. I've been with her for more than ten years. If you want to talk about like marriage, like for most people, we'd be basically married. So we got a whole episode. 
Yeah. Hey, Pound hey, Cronus, hey, hey, I, I, uh, sorry, I keep going back. Anyways, I, I'm a rookie here. Anyway, um, that's another topic that I'll talk to you about. So, anyways, about, continue. About marriage? You, yeah. We yeah. have a whole oh, podcast. Let's, let's, we will definitely do that because I love having those conversations. Anyway, um, so my girlfriend, my partner, she has had three open heart surgeries in her lifetime. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I've been highlighted to like, keeping her safe and others safe. So for, for somebody to say that I'm healthy, also I have coronavirus, I get that. Yeah, you probably would. But the fact is, is that if you're going to survive it and you could still be a carrier for it and have no symptoms and then totally, potentially totally agree. kill somebody else, that, that's my issue. But if you're and around... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you where, I, where I relate to that. So my mother-in-law lives with us. Yes. My mother-in-law is elderly and she's sickly. And so we taken every single precaution, even though regardless of what I believe, regardless of how I feel about my own health, regardless of how my wife, you know, uh, believes in her health, we've taken every precaution to literally not expose her to us or anybody else outside the house. You can ask, you can ask Papa Bear. We literally would never let him in him or anybody else in our house, in our previous house, um, because of that. Yep. So. You know, even though I, I have my own personal opinion about how I would, you know, how I feel about, about coronavirus, I still have, fam- have family members that are, are, are prone to, to being exposed to it, mm-hmm. and it would be a high risk. So knowing, so, so you'll take you'll take every precaution except getting the vaccine to yeah. prevent you from. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I guess that's the concern, right? So, I mean, it, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, you got me on that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we were both in the like, same mind. I was like, "Bro, like, hey, I I already had it. I have the antibodies." Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know. I, I, I yeah, I know. I can still next. transmit it. He, he's still going to the next one. We've convinced him. He's going to the next get vaccine. The, get it! God so damn it! No. So check this out. They're they're actually organizing a a, a vaccine thing for both. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dependents and those of us who haven't gotten it yet, so that's probably the the, the next event I'm going to attend. So well, I think I think what what he was trying to do, and I I can understand the mentality, but I think especially in your specific situation where you have a a you know a person who is of risk at your house, which I do too because my daughter has asthma, and as simple of a thing as that is, that is a a serious factor. So yeah. we had to. Like I went, I went into isolation for a freaking week, just about when coming back from travel. Even though I'd been vaccinated, just to make sure. Yeah, because they were saying that even though you're vaccinated, you can still carry it. Yeah, get it. So going back to what you were saying earlier, I'm not wanting to take the vaccine shot because of that. But I mean, they're still saying that you can still carry it and transmit it. So, so why don't? So hold on, let me let me close the loop for you. Did you exceed? Why don't you both just get it? Like you and the person (laughs) at risk. Why don't you both just get it? Who? You and the person at risk. Uh, oh, so the person at risk uh, is under medical recommendation to wait, and she's getting yeah. it soon. Okay. So, so they were actually, because of other medical conditions, she yeah. couldn't get it for whatever reason. I, I don't know. I don't get too involved in, in my wife's mom's stuff. But she is scheduled to probably get it here soon. But like I said, for me and my wife, like that's probably like the next thing we're gonna do. So we're yeah. all gonna Dude, just do eventually it. get to that point. Do it on the same fucking day as as the person at risk does. Like do it on the same day. In solidarity. So you're Solidarity. The game You'll be fine. Like you, I, after the second one, 
you might get a little feel a little sick, but you'll be fucking fine. Adamantium, adamantium. Nah, oh, okay. I will tell you what, like, I don't get sick. I don't get sick. Like, I very rarely ever get the Same flu yeah. or anything else. But, like, that day after, about 20 hours or so, I was floored. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I felt worn out. Well, you know I'm going to have Papa Bear film me on the second one, after the second one. <laughs> People say, like, they don't feel good. Like, I didn't feel good on my, you know, after my second one. But I still rode, like, fucking 10 miles. What, my dad, my dad just recently got just a second one, and he said that he 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 felt weak, he felt kind of tired, but I mean, he still went out and did his run. So. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. Like, like this yeah. is listen. The I same, skirt. The, I skirt. Yeah, but the, the same argument that you said, like I'm a healthy guy. Like, why would you be scared of like if you're a healthy guy? Like, why would? But I'm not scared. That's not the reason okay. why, I, why I haven't gotten it. If if you're not, scared, not scared, then scared. then just get it. <laughs> you see that. Right now, the look on your face. If I can take a picture of that, this is cognitive dissonance right here. That was looking on your face. It's cognitive dissonance. You just, just fucking do it, man. There's no excuse. Yeah. So like, we we get hit with so much weird shit, anyways. That's kind of been part of my mentality on it. Is like I got smallpox. I I I fought I fought hard as a as a corporal. Like what what power do I have as a corporal? Yeah. Zero. I got, I got... I got smallpox when I was a kid. Yeah, and like I, I fought to get the to like I don't want this vaccine because I did my research and I found that like when they first started doing smallpox vaccines in England, like there was an outbreak afterwards, and what happened was yes, it reduced the amount of cases, but what happened was if you got it and you had the vaccine, like ninety percent chance you were gonna die. I was like, "What did, did uh, I'll just take not getting it?" Yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, I would rather like risk getting really, really sick and not dying, but like having dealt with that crap, than take the vaccine, still get sick and die. Like, what, like ninety percent chance you're gonna die. I was like, "I'm good. I don't want to." It got to the point. I I was like, "No, I am not doing it." I'm like, "What do I need to sign?" And it came to like, "You're you have no options." <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel standing in front of me. Corporal, you will get this vaccine right now. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> like, I have no other options at that point. I have been ordered to do so, and I had to get it. So it was I, I got it, as a, kid, I got it as, a, as a kid in Mexico. So when they gave it to me in the Marine Corps, they had to, like, prick me, like, 50 times or something. Yeah, because it been more than – has it been more than 10 years, like, yeah. when they do that? Yeah. <laughs> that second set is worse. Yeah. That's like the uh... – the polio vaccine like when this is how i know like i hate saying the word but like foreigners if i look on like both of your shoulders and i see like that there's a polio scar that you'll get like it's like a little indentation on your like on one of your shoulders that's how i know that you were not born in america because it's that no wait the polio scar so i have that's a smallpox one i was born in america smallpox that's a smallpox the so yeah the the polio one's a little different yeah, it's a dip instead yeah. of like a round. It's star. not. It's not raised up. It's it's in. It goes inside. Yeah. Yeah. I only know I that because born of my, America. Because but my, I was born in America. No, I'm not. I'm not questioning that. Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck? <laughs> you, you and Obama. You and Obama both born in the United States. Yeah. I totally believe you. Even even if I was born in Mexico, I was still born in America. <laughs> it's just it is southern Texas, North America, South Texas, North America. <laughs> So, 
All right. Funny <laughs> story. I think we're about to wrap up. So we funny are. story. Addison, uh, <laughs> Addison, I can't, God, I can't remember the phrase. So at some point said, like, oh, that's what you say if you're from the north. And she's like, I'm from the north. North America. <laughs> <laughs> like because because my, my wife is from alabama so southern phrases i my family like my parents and grandparents Florida, so learned a lot of southern phrases and so she learned something at school and came back and was like oh someone told me that's what you say for you from the north but i told them i'm from the north north america <laughs> yeah, like, say, you're from south california all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm from LA, Lower Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so they're totally different though. So like Cindy is from Gulf Coast, uh, Loxley, like right along the the the, the um, what the hell is that? The Gulf of Mexico. There we go. Uh, anyways, and yeah, like it's totally different than a lot of other parts of Alabama. All right. Let's wrap it up. So wrap it up. Okay, so after you wrap, wrap, wrap it up, B. We haven't even talked about this yet. We have not. Go ahead. So this is <laughs> a Lego set sitting in my obviously very Lego-centric room. But this is the NASA Space Shuttle Discovery, which uh, is a very recently released Lego set that I was able to get here. Over the next couple of days slash weeks, um, I think, Addison actually really wants to be, build this with me, which is super cool. So we'll probably build this in some live streams over on Addison Versus. So if you get the chance, um, check us out, subscribe. You're going to see this thing built. Um, if you haven't seen my office, I have all kinds of really modern uh, space, real realistic space type stuff. This is going to go up in my office. We're going to build it here in the studio, but it's going to get set up in my office once I move it there. What's funny, if you watch this podcast is that you'll notice that Papa Bear has different angles from his studio. I fucking don't. Well, I don't know why, because I'm fucking messy. There are so many goddamn comic books that are just laying around. It's embarrassing. Um, mm. So, like, that's why you have, like, for my neck ups. Because if I go anywhere lower, um, there's, like, all that stuff. Just, and then there's, like, all that stuff. Like, the, you, you can't even see because it's too dark, but it's, like, a bunch of comic books. They're just... Okay, dark. well, we're changing camera angles. Hold on. I'm gonna swing it. I'm gonna swing you since you're talking about it. I'm gonna swing you over, and you get to see what we in the Lego community call whip. A work in progress. Yeah, it is work in progress. <laughs> so, so this is so for for the oh she see stuff falling apart already. So for this month, there is this competition to build a speeder bike. Nice. So I'm building this castle style speeder bike, and again, Lego work in progress. All right. Yeah. Well, I got I got my own work in progress. You gonna do some pull-ups, work, work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is called the barbell, right? Oh shit. Sure. And then when you work out, you, it's work in progress. <laughs> it certainly it is. is. I have workout equipment in here too. Oh, what the fuck? Hold on, my shit is all messed up. Whoa, we are going oh, everywhere. Yeah, my uh, camera just decided to go crazy. I have my work. What the fuck? It's not well. I, w- I would tell you to tune into Hunt Fire Build, but my production team has abandoned me for a collaboration with somebody else. So uh, I'm not going to tell you uh, to tune into Hunt Fire Build for some fitness uh, stuff. 
but one day I will. <laughs> I, you know what? I will say that I will say that at this point right now, I only have like a pool video that I still have to edit. Other than that, I don't know what you're talking about. Honestly, uh, I would love to come down. So probably later on this year, I'm gonna come down yeah. in your direction. Yeah. And let's do some workouts together. I I want to do something that you guys haven't done before, like I so I, I usually work out with um, like kettlebells and steel maces and shit like that. I'll bring them down, and mm-hmm. we do workout together and see how out of shape I am. I work out with kettlebells too. Dude, <laughs> all right. You ever do steel maces? You ever try that I, out? I don't know what that is, but I'm sure I once you tell me, I will I will probably recognize it. You'll figure it out. Yeah, you you guys will be fine. It just they're, they're, they're fun. Yeah. Swinging hammers at freaking tires and shit. Then maybe, then maybe we'll do some grappling so I can fucking chuck you guys because you're probably in way better shape than I am. Hell yeah! So. You see this part? Yeah. <laughs> Fight. Right. There also, in the middle. Yeah, the part in the middle though is not it's not grappling. We... <laughs> you guys know McMap. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Dude, hey, I'm, a, I'm a black belt. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> aren't you? I'll, which means I'll, I'll, which means. Which just means that I don't have to do like map for the rest of my career. That's the only thing that black belt means. That yeah, means. I, I had to break. I had to break down to like the jujitsu community, because like they had this like weird perception that all Marines knew how to like grapple and like choke people out. And I'm like, no, it's a very small percentage of like what we learn. Me going through line training and some McMap, it's like yeah. you guys have this like weird perception of like we're all like hand to hand combat badasses like we can shoot you definitely and kill you yeah. definitely but like when it comes to like grappling like we're not that great and then like no. some other marine was like oh well you know that's what you're saying is kind of fucked up I'm like no like if you look at the actual amount of time that we have with yeah. training for grappling it's minuscule compared to like every fu- everything else minuscule yeah. so, I, so I've always, like I've, brown, brown and black yeah. brown and I've black been, are the only ones that come close to jujitsu I yeah. know. Either, even that, I've been one to criticize the McMath program for its poor execution and management because I, 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 I for one believe that uh, if you want to keep your belt, then you should fucking retest every fucking year. Yeah. And it's not that way. It's not that way. Like, I became a black belt in fucking 2013 and I never have to fucking do McMath ever again. Do I know any of that shit? Nope. Yeah. But then I still get looked at better than the guy who has the brown belt even though I haven't done shit. So to me, I've always said, you know, if you want this program to actually be at least close to what a, you know, martial art might be, you need to fucking recertify every fucking year and, and make sure that you know some of this shit. Well, you got to put at the least, hours in. At least. R- Rasant, when, uh, sorry, Cronus, when did you start doing jujitsu? I started doing jujitsu in like, Jesus Christ, I think I'm like, I guess at this point, it's probably eight years in. So Eight years. Yeah, uh, but the last year doesn't really fucking count because I couldn't train at all, right? So, I got my black belt in McMap eleven years ago. Wow! And haven't done dick. Since. But you still yeah. get looked at as a black belt, like yeah. oh, this guy's got black a black belt. belt. Well, that's, that's why the problem. I, I, and, and I agree with I agree with um, agree with you that like that, that's the problem. We need a sustainment program that is a requirement. There was two things. There was two things that so you know, like when the commandant comes down and talks to all the officers and shit or whatever. When he came to Iwakuni, two things that I stood up and I talked about. I said, one, yeah. we need to make it so that McMap is 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 better managed and better implemented. Yeah. Everybody needs to requal, just like with the rifle, just with the PFT, just like the CFT. Like so we have better fucking people. And two, we need to get more people in the fucking pool because 
we're fucking supposed to be amphibious, but nobody fucking knows how to swim. No. So, Bro, oh my yeah. god, as like for, for, as a black guy, <laughs> holy fucking shit! The battle people, this all I gotta fucking use the bathroom again. But the people that couldn't fucking swim in the Marine Corps, I was just like, bro, are you fucking serious? Like it's called the Marine Corps. Do you not know what the fucking Marine means in the Marine yeah. Corps? Like you can't fucking swim. Like I can fucking swim. I passed the fucking swim call. I had to get pulled out of the fucking pool twice because I was fucking so sick. I had to fucking puke. And I still passed. And there's people that were like literally drowning, like they couldn't swim, that they were black. I'm just like, bro. I, I was, I was advocating what for the fuck? an actual fucking, I was advocating for an actual swim program for Marines, right? So, because to me, my wife is in the aquatics department. She runs yes. like the, the, ba- the, the base pools and everything. It's uh, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that the Marine Corps has paid enough attention to the fact that people just don't are, are not comfortable in the water. And when you send them to a swim call and you send them to a fucking McQuiz, all they want to do is just fucking haze them in the water and push them through a fucking swim call and say, hey, I swim called fucking 100 people today, but did yeah. that Marine ever gain anything Can out I, of it? Nope, me, because me, they were just fucking rushed through. Let me tell you the fucking part of this, all right? Fucking part of what you're talking about is because the Marine Corps and American society is, in general, they assume that everybody has access to a fucking pool. All right. If you're poor, especially if you're fucking brown, living in America, you have likely never swam in a pool in your entire fucking life. And so people join the Marine Corps and they go in there and like, oh, yeah, it's Marine Corps. They're going to be badasses, blah, blah, blah. They have to hop in a fucking pool for the first time in their entire goddamn life. Meanwhile, they've lived in a, you know, some marginalized community where they don't even have access to a pool. You know, it, it. it's fucked up. And to me, it, it's more of a reflection on our American society to where we assume that everybody has access to the, to the same things that everybody else does when we don't. Okay, so that, I do want to ask because so there's two things I have as questions on that. And again, this being me, right? So in Hillsboro, Oregon, very Hispanic community, um, free pool access. Like I, I went there with all my friends and I grew up in, in that community. Then second being YMCA, like are there not pools available for free to access? There's not YMCA. Yeah, there's not there's not YMCAs everywhere. Yeah, and I think it just depends on where you are, maybe. Maybe yeah, there's that, not like that's what I'm saying. So yeah. It's about access. Okay, so so I still think it's a, I would consider it, and this is what we would need to have research look at maybe later, would be that a majority should have access, but doesn't mean everybody does. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you my example. I taught myself how to swim. And I had access to a pool where I was lucky enough. To, only because, The only reason why I taught myself how to swim is because I was in yeah. Santa Cruz, California, and I, I was walking on the beach and I, I sunk into a, a sinkhole. And somebody saved me. I was drowning, and some dude saved me. Yeah. Saved my life. I was like, yeah. ever since that point, I was like, I'm gonna learn how to fucking swim. So I taught myself. Swim. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, but a lot of folks that I know, they they had no access to a pool. A lot of folks. Yeah. So like my 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 mom did that intentionally, basically, <laughs> which was we would go to a creek, and I was not maybe five or six and she'd be like but again kind of a native american community kind of like boop, boop, talk, just throw my ass in the stream and be like 
there's a there's a dam. Yeah, yeah. A little that way, you might want to be able to get out of the water before then. I think I cut this short. You. I'm like, unless we're gonna bullshit for another couple minutes, I have to use the bathroom really bad. So I'm gonna start doing PB. Hey everyone, it's Cronus, and uh, this is what was supposed to be the end of the podcast, which is what I thought, um, but it wasn't. We went on after I had to use the bathroom. Um, but there was a problem with this entire podcast where, uh, the audio was not recording with the video. And so getting the audio linked up, uh, was a huge pain in the ass and trying to get the rest of the video linked up with the audio after the original like clip. And I stopped everything is outside of my goddamn skill set. <laughs> to be honest, honest with you, um, I-, I will be up for a-, a very long time trying to fix all of that for 30 minutes of extra content. So, I'm throwing in the towel, so to speak. But um, if you're watching this on on YouTube, you're still going to get to hear the rest of the podcast. It'll just be like a a static picture. Um, So, yeah, I fixed the problem. So going forward, you shouldn't have this sort of issue again. But um, on with the rest of this very long podcast. So, all right, later. So uh, that kind of summarizes everything we were talking about with the... Uh, stimulus, but I, I do feel like maybe we want to throw out to those who are listening that if you feel like maybe we didn't cover something specific or there's a topic that relates specifically to the stimulus that you feel like you have questions on or you really want to cover, um, make sure to just leave comments or you know post a review if you're listening to it on like Apple Podcasts or something. But just let us know if there's something maybe because I know we kind of went on some tangents, but it's it's really interesting opportunity to be able to have the three of us here. Uh, to talk to each other. So we, we had some conversations we had to have, but uh, if there's something maybe we didn't cover related to the stimulus, please let us know. And we'll be happy to talk about it again when we start season two in about a month or so. Yeah. I'm trying but to find, really short, yeah. I'm looking for go the ahead. guy that actually asked for this, this actual topic. Um, so go ahead and bullshit. And then I'll, I'll find the person yeah. that was, that asked. Enrique, for this. I'm saying that just, the, the conversations that we had uh, just really shows how, you know the 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 policies and 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 everything that came through with the the, the stimulus stimulus uh, checks uh, the coronavirus just bleeds into every other part of of life. You know, so yeah. so you know if you feel like there's other things that that maybe you know this th- these decisions that are are representatives because I'm not going to call them leaders. There are representatives uh, uh, took uh, to to uh, attempt to help the American people. Let us know and. And, you know, maybe we can discuss about it later, but um, it, it bleeds into every part of life, you know, everywhere. The, all the conversations we had from those who have access to those who don't have access, um, it, it, it just shows that it affects everyone. So I'm going to put Enrique on the spot a little bit here. Like how many of our episodes have you listened to? Like two. Two or three. Yeah. So yeah. like the the topics we cover here kind of span a whole lot of what – you know, government and and or military, I guess, but really mostly society, right? Like all of us and how we interact with each other. That's really what we're trying to talk about. Um, and I think that you're seeing a lot of honest and genuine interactions between us, which are all from different different experiences and different parts of life. And what our goal is with this show is to to show you that it's totally possible to find common ground. And for us, it's the Marine Corps. To, to allow you to find that common ground to then discuss topics outside of that sphere 
so that we can all come to an understanding of of these these bigger things that maybe could help us understand like more clearly our role and how we fit in in all of our society and how we work with each other yeah yeah and that's what i really enjoy about this whole podcast is honest with you like when last year you know in november when we did like the marine corps birthday and yeah when we first met you know through through enrique i was you like let's do a podcast together i'm just like i don't know because i've been people asking me to do podcasts frequently i'm just like no I'm, i'm good and then once i heard like the premise of it i'm like all right let's do it and let's let's see how long we can do this for and, and see how it'll work but it, all these have been very enjoyable we've had some like minor scheduling conflicts which you don't know about because we scheduled them correctly right <laughs> but um this has been very enjoyable to me um and the person who asked for this particular podcast is tony tony on youtube so thank you very much for asking about the stimulus checks so Sorry we went on some tangents about, like, the Marine Corps stuff, but, hey, we're, there's three Marines in this fucking podcast, so we're going to bullshit a little bit. Um, but hopefully you learn a, uh, a lot about, like, where the money went. And to yeah. me, like, when I was looking it up, I was like, we're getting fucked out of this money. So hopefully that highlighted to you how the government is kind of doing a disservice to you and to me and to all of us on this podcast. And to hopefully expect better and to vote people in that will do better for you. Um, you have a say. You have a say. It's yes. Who you, you put into office. And when Papa Bear runs for president, vote for him. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll vote for him. I, I will make this specific point that you have more than two options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. I mean, you do, but you... But you don't. Well... If you have you time, do. if you have time, you do. That's the, this is the problem with our society. We can all say you have like we have ten different options, you know, for president, <laughs> technically, right? But we don't because this is how America works. Is it depends on how much time you have to pay attention to various other things that are external to your actual life. And so, if your actual life is depending on some corporation uh, wage thefting you. Um, from putting in, you know, your X amount of hours and making profit off of you, and you can't you can't pay attention to like, you know, politics. Then yeah, I get it. To you, there's only two options. Yeah, and and you tend to pay attention to those that expose themselves to you the most, which are the, usually the ones that have the most monetary support to put out the information that they have to put out. And so where does that money like come from? Said, <laughs> like, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we need to make an effort to try and research uh, our other options, not yeah. just those that have the ability to to put out, you know, uh, well-funded campaigns. Because that's what it is, you know. The American people, whatever they are, they they can just they, they don't they can easily have access to is what they'll listen to, and yeah. And, and those that have the most money to support those campaigns are the ones that are going to have their advertisements. They're going to have their campaigns, you know, exposed to the American people more. It's one of the things I learned, uh, especially after meeting Papa Bear. Um, I just started looking. I'm like, oh, there's other people. And I started talking to my wife about it, too. And she didn't even know about libertarians. And she asked me, who are you voting for? I'm like, I'm going to vote for a libertarian. Like, 
I didn't even know there was other choices. She's well, like, I didn't even know there was other choices. <laughs> Papa Bear is a quote unquote libertarian. To me. Yeah, anyway. it's, 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 so here's the thing is, and, and I think this is what I think it all boils down to. And it's that what you have to do is look at the options that are all there and find that which most closely correlates to the beliefs that you have. Mm-hmm. And for me, the closest thing, and it's not perfect. Um, and I don't think we will ever find any political party that ever perfectly aligns with your own beliefs unless you are that political party's leader and you get to say what those beliefs are, right? Like, okay, there's that. But if you can't find anybody else who agrees with you on like 99.8% of the things, you're not going to find people to believe in your political party. So for me, most of what I agree with is the like the fundamental principles of a libertarian policy, which is that, and, and you can see it in our intro. Every time we run this intro, there's like this little quote from me where I say, as long as what, whatever you're doing doesn't yeah, like hurt someone else, yeah. I fucking don't care. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you're doing, if it's your life and you living your life, if you don't hurt anyone else, I, I don't care. Do that thing. The thing that makes you happy, do it. But if what you're doing then impacts someone's else, someone else's ability to do what they want to do and make them happy now i have a concern and we should have a conversation about how we make that as possible for people to just enjoy their own life and be as free as possible i think there are things we should all agree upon like to to guarantee that people have the opportunities to have those freedoms and i think there's a certain level we have to raise people to that i think myself and everyone else who's here right now maybe at some point in our life didn't necessarily have access to. And we see that there's a problem there and that maybe we could do something about it. And and that's, that's where I come from. That's where, where my beliefs start. And I, I think that that's something people can identify with and, and should hopefully learn that there's other options out there and you just don't need to agree with whatever anybody else tells you. Find your own, find your own place. Yeah, I've said it before on podcast. I, I was going to vote for Gary Johnson on not the last one, but the one before that presidential campaign. Um, but I also voted for uh, Andrew Yang on the yeah. last presidential campaign. Primary, who, who to yeah. me, no, not even primary. Like I literally wrote him in for the president. Wrote him in. Nice. Yeah, I wrote him in. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote him in. Um, but to me, he wasn't Democrat. Like. Um, no. I don't. I have no problem with Democrats. I have certain problems, but um, I have no problem writing him in to be the president. But I think that yeah, people are so used to having two choices when there's more than two choices, and sometimes yeah, um, the 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 vote that you're gonna vote for, people say you're throwing it away. No, you're not. It's still your vote. Your vote fucking matters. You, you can't sit here wow. and, and and live in America. Well, people say that vote, 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 but unless you vote for a two-party system, then you're throwing your vote away. There, people that say shit like that, they're to me that they have no idea what our republic and our democracy is all about. They're they're they are fake patriots. They have no idea what, what it took to build this country and what it really is to be free. They what, just want you to the, vote for their team. One of the things that is very difficult and 
And I'm going to say that it's probably the only thing that sets me apart from both of you is being torn. And the fact that, you know, I completely believe in a lot of the things that Papa Bear is saying, whereas, you know, your liberty, don't impede with anybody else's liberties, you know, seek, seek, you know, life, liberty and, and happiness. happiness. But yeah. then I also have the other half that comes from the illegal immigration. And, and that is a very difficult thing to balance out when it when, when me being a person who kind of believes in, I, I don't know, I, I, it's really hard to explain it, maybe, maybe another topic, but, um, you know. This is a whole I, other podcast. I, I would love to have this conversation with you. Yeah. So I, I'm all about the proper way of doing things and legally migrating to the United States and doing things correctly. But then there's the opportunity thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's really hard. I can't really express it right now. I, I, I probably have to just get my thoughts together. Yeah. I still have family who, who don't necessarily have the, you know, or, or probably are not here in, in, in the right means. I have family that was here illegally and now are citizens. So anyway, every time there, there, an election comes around, I'm torn, you know, and, and, and it's just really difficult to to make the right decision when I vote. So once again, maybe one day we can revisit this topic and maybe talk about that. Yeah, it's, that's a, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'll have to do like research because I, I have opinions on both sides. It's like, on one side, it's like, I would hope that the path of being a citizen in America should be easier. On the same time, I'm from a, you know, a subset of Americans that have we've been stolen from. When you talk yep. about illegal immigration, we were stolen. Like, what the fuck? And people people don't want to talk about it anymore. But then other people that want to come to America right now, like they, they'll say it's illegal immigration, but it's like, why is it so difficult to become a, uh, an American today? Like, why, why is the why is there such a high goal? Like, not everybody can be a fucking making six figures in America. Not every American does. So all of a sudden... Over the past couple of years, we're demanding that every single person that comes from a different country uh, is a high wage earner. That's so ridiculous to me. It, it, and it, it also would break America if everybody that immigrated here demanded that much money. It would break America. One of the things that kind of got me not not really in, in hot water with my family or family members or, or people who I deal with, you know, is, is just border security. Yeah, am I am I a defender of border security? Yes, I am. But then some people interpret that as me being against you know those who came before me illegally, and now the only reason why I'm here, an American citizen born in the United States, is because a lot of my you know ancestors, if you can say that, you know, two three generations back, came here illegally. So people, it, it's kind of hard to deal with that's that. So weird uh, nowadays. All right, so. that's a whole different podcast. Because because to me, it's like this is your fucking land to begin with. So. It'd be like me saying I was illegally immigrating to fucking Africa. But yeah, it, yeah. So, so we'll we'll talk about it in a different podcast. It's a whole yeah. It's a long conversation. But that, I need yep. to hear like your long thought out process on that. So yeah, I'm not I'm not going to cut yeah. you short on on no. on a real podcast like that. Yeah, yeah. Full full conversation for that because there's there's the whole border freedom concept too, that, that there's a whole lot of things we can, we can boil down with immigration as its own 
full topic um, mm-hmm. where where things should lie as far yeah. as how people can immigrate. I mean, you talk about border security too. Like, only imagine if Native Americans had enough border security to keep all the Europeans out. Who would be the fucking primaries here? It's just like, yeah. Well, and that's let's have this conversation another time. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's where it gets even more super weird for me. Is because like we talk about people from Mexico and then natives being here, and it's like, but the the lands the lands was native lands, but also people from Mexico's land, and then we're still arguing over this. It's very complicated. So yeah, it's a whole different Theori- podcast. Let's theoretically, I'm theoretically I'm Native American. So. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. At least part, right? At least part. part yeah. Part. Let's get our thoughts together on a, another podcast, yeah. and we'll talk about it. So, anyways, I appreciate you guys inviting me on here. This is fun. Like as yeah. my first experience, I've never done this before. Uh, like I said, I told Pablo there, not the smartest guy on the topic, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to give my opinion, and you know, I'm 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 up for another one. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's not really how this podcast works. We don't necessarily need to be the smartest people on it. We need to have a, <laughs> have a discussion, right? We we need to be open to talking about our concerns and trying to become better by the end of it. That's what we're trying to do. That's all. Yeah. Because I definitely don't know everything. We're not, like like none of us none of us start this off knowing everything about everything well, we just are trying to get better by the end of it i think what's what's great about this podcast is that we can have an actual civil discourse because there's there's some things that me and papa Bear don't don't agree on and it's it's fine you don't see us being angry at each other at all and we don't know each other that well <laughs> like we're learning about each I, other through this whole season we, but yeah we have never met each other in person right? no yeah we haven't no. we'll probably meet each other this year sometime but yeah, we never met each other in real life. I know that. <laughs> but obviously your listeners and viewers don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've talked about it, but it's still like, you know it probably better than anybody because you introduced us. Hey, so yeah, like yeah. whenever you're ready to come down, freaking uh, Cronus, just uh, we'll, I'll, I'll host it here. We'll do some stuff here and or we can go on base or whatever the case may be. It's I'll, cool party time. I will, cool party time. I will be... Cool down in your direction um during thanksgiving so thanksgiving time, yeah I'll, I'll be there for thanksgiving and then also comic-con which is thanksgiving weekend so i'll have to like literally carve you out some time to like do something fun We're, or maybe maybe get you guys into comic-con we'll see if i if, if i can do it but i, well, I, I don't know because yeah. i'll be getting five passes you, you know this nerd's down so i mean yeah <laughs> I just like trips, so whatever. (laughs) So, uh, so is that? I don't know how this works, but is that the outro? Now we can bullshit or what? That Uh, was perfect. That's the outro right there. But that was yeah. So now, now we we can. We we have not solidified a solid like ending. We do need to talk about that, but yeah. All right. So well, now this is the end. All right.